Greetings and welcome to Reckless Moves, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we play 5th edition with a bunch of idiots, I mean friends, family, and fools, um, to uh, play D&D. Um, I am Michael Cremine, I'm the Dungeon Master. You can find all the characters you're about to meet at RecklessMoves.com. We have a strange cast of characters today. We have Crispin Emberfury, a Fire Genesee Barbarian. Oh yeah! Talifeth Truestorm. A dwarven paladin. I'm ready to kill something. All right, Mark Quayle, a dragonborn sorcerer slash warlock. Hey, hey guys. All right, Bryn Abilly, an elven ranger. I might have put on my feisty pants today. <laughs> we have Serial, a wild hunt cleric. All right, what are we doing today? And Birch Twig Twigglesby. A halfling rogue. Hey, I'm ready for the arena, baby. Are you? Are you really? Probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get started on the uh, recap, I do have a question for you. Um, what does a warlock who got hit in the face and lost a tooth wear for a special item? Braces of defense. Uh. I, I was like, uh, a Talfif collected <laughs> necklace? Yeah, All like, the orthodontists yeah, in our audience were just... There, there may be an orthodontist at Greyhawk, I don't know. Oh, we must inquire about this. So, uh, just to recap for you guys from last time. Uh, this is episode 53. Uh, crazy, crazy. Um, on our last episode, our heroes and I use that word loosely, um, returned victorious from the battle with one Nagpa and one of their minions. Nagpa is one of 13 evil cast-down former servants of the Raven Queen, which Serial says may or may not have had anything to do to attract uh, uh, Nagpa so close to Greyhawk. Um, you, uh, by beating this and returning the head, um, stuck upon um, Wave, the sentient trident, parading it through town uh, the Greyhawk Guard awarded the party 20,000 gold credit for any um, place in Greyhawk and you have after this kind of cumulative help for the city of Greyhawk you've received the Order of the Heroes of Greyhawk which is a badge which grants you um, honor it's an honorific badge um, uh, then the NAB went north to talk to one, um, someone named Waith in the Elven Council in the, uh, Minas Laha, the Elven Enclave within the, um, uh, city walls. And after some convincing and discussion revealed that a long time ago, um, he had crafted a binding weapon to com to combine the powers of black razor and frost razor but those weapons were separated one was stolen and he hid tried to hide that weapon away but only probably someone named keledek who he agreed to go uh sorry uh then you talk to malama who does know keledek and said he might be able to do introduction um you learned that the place for 
reforging this combined weapon is somewhere in the Sea of Dust um, location still undetermined. Then, while you guys were talking about the possibility of your next adventure, you did go see Raffin, the lead of the mage um, uh, guild here and the most powerful mage you've ever encountered. Um, he decided to put you up for... Uh, you have, since your, your last time in the arena, you fought, I think, a Death Knight and some other nasty things. Um, you have earned, and he encouraged you to, to fight at level four. Um, no one has ever beaten level five. It never has never occurred in the memory of anyone living in Greyhawk. But level four, I believe, hasn't, no one has defeated anyone level four in over a decade. Um, and that's where we left it. You guys had had a rest at the Black Dragon Inn, which is not too far from the arena, and uh, deciding what you guys are going to do next. And that's where we pick it up. Players, what do you do? I'm going to eat. Did we get... I'm going to eat. <laughs> did we get any... Um, did we get any idea what level four is? Like You don't. We you just know that it's much more powerful than you fought before. And um, so the, the economics of this is a three to one return on whatever you wager. So mm. the way this would work is you go to the arena, you find out you are the 1 p.m. featured bout, which is today. It is morning after a long rest at the Black Dragon Inn in the Artisan Quarter um, where you've stayed before with the stables nearby. And you are... Um, served an amazing breakfast. The usual, at the Black Dragon and the usual is a buffet style with eggs, bacon, uh, potatoes roasted with peppers and onions, and uh, lots of coffee. And for those, there's a small thing of ale just for those that need a hair of the dog. But uh, you guys, none of you guys were hungover from the night before, so. Doesn't mean I don't want an ale for the breakfast. That That's true. I mean, I'm just... I'm just giving you the, the the situation. You guys decide what to do. With Doesn't it. mean I'm not going to do it anyway. <laughs> uh, can I can I say I was able to cast Find Familiar as part of our long rest? Uh, how long is the casting of that? An hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you we would have had an hour after dinner. You guys had a little time of your own um, while you were, you know, sitting in your rooms. Right, cool. uh, wait, wait are you guys in one well. room or are you each in your own rooms? You had your own rooms. We had decided on one room. You decided on the one big room? Okay. Yeah, that, since uh, the that last was time an option we were for all, you. yeah. <laughs> Talfith, uh, yeah, last, last time you were in this inn and you slipped. Yeah, I kind of didn't want to die, die today. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Though I am ready to kill something today. Well, what do you think we're going to fight? Because... Uh, well, whatever it is, I hope it doesn't get in my beard. <sighs> sure. Um, There's enough oil this, in that thing I have this way of, of, of quaffing myself during breakfast, so I, okay. I, I've learned to not get my beard hairs in your food, though. Mm-hmm. You do you have that big old chunk of It's all greased together enough that it wouldn't fall apart anyway. Mm -hmm. or, or, or you just have a, uh, you have a beard, like, hairnet kind of thing. Um, good morning, guys. Are we ready to battle? What color Friends are your eyes? eyes are uh, bright red today. I was hoping maybe we could. Oh, do yeah. Some, High five, Bryn. Shopping. 
Shopping? What do we need to buy? Shopping. How about we shop after when we have the money? Didn't yeah. we have enough time to shop before? Actually, no. I we we only I I tried to buy something from. Oh, that's right. You're worse than a woman, Twig. You want to shop every five minutes. Hold up. Are you well, saying women you know only what? want to shop? And I, 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 hold I don't my, like shopping. I hold my foot out yeah. and I, I ask Kristen, oh, wait, I mean, I uh, love shopping. Do, do these shoes make me look fat? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I didn't want to say something. No, it's your belt. <laughs> um, but, um... You know, the wow. cut piece really makes everything... You know, everything you really looks... should cut back on Festio's food. Well, you know, and I gotta say, like, <laughs> I, I know we day. gave you the cod piece and everything, but it really makes the package... Well, well, you can see at least you can see the bottom of the copies, not the top of it. Well, I mean, it just makes everything look. How do I put this more compact? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, there's a couple things I would like to see if I can find. Hey, Sariel, uh -huh. um, when were you gonna let us know about these evil creatures that are against the Raven Queen? I mean, yeah. I didn't know. No. I mean, I didn't even know there was like a Raven Queen. So, well, we a Raven how did you Queen. not know there's a Raven Queen? I've been traveling with you for months now. I, mean, I meant before I met you. Okay. And shared a room with you and... for these last several months. <laughs> okay. They almost killed me, but I won't hold that against Sariel. Wait. What? Today. After all the times that you've nearly gotten us killed. I'll hold the head against Serial. I want to see her freak out. <laughs> no. Look, I don't freak out about what what? <laughs> okay. We have a magpie head on a on a, on the trident. Yeah, actually uh. I think I think we turned that in when we got the reward. Wave I'm I'm sorry, Wave. I oh sad. I wanted to hold low. it against her. I'm so, I hope that wasn't too much. Of I don't know what you're way. holding against me. If we killed a monster and had a head on a pike, like that's whatever. Yeah. If no, you had a human head on I, a pike, the fact I that I almost you. died, but thankfully we had Bryn to heal me. Oh, good. Yeah, yes. let me look at my compass and see what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> my latest in modern technology. I love it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Right. I'm looking at my arc arcane sundial. Like, should be like <laughs> 8 a.m., right? But we didn't party too hard last night. What 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 is the current time? <laughs> oh, arcane sundial. I don't know. <laughs> Let's get a oh, mic check. Seer, oh, mystic seer of chronology. DM, the the yeah. mystic arcane sundial. I'm checking the time. <laughs> You're putting oh, a stick on oh, the it, ground. What the it hell? Is, it is it is seven forty-seven and thirty seconds. Okay. AM. It's approximately Excuse me. In the, in, the, in the year five seventy-six. It is yes. now seven forty-seven and fifty oh, seconds. I'm double checking. I'm sorry. It is uh yeah, five seventy-six. In the year twenty-five twenty-five. No, in the year five seventy-six, five seventy-six. Oh, we're gonna say in the year ten thousand and one. Oh, yeah, you don't know where you don't know where current year started. Okay. That's never actually. Uh, well, I don't even know the timeline. Before your time. So. Not before so you could ask have, an elf. We have approximately five hours and seven and uh, seventeen minutes to uh, do whatever it is that we need to do before we have to be at the arena. Well, number one, I understand Twig wants to go shopping. 
but sure, there there are stores nearby. But, but we also don't have money. Said the DM reluctantly. We also don't have money. I have I have enough money for a couple things. Are you sure? Because well, you know how expensive crap is. But you know what? We have a twenty thousand dollar credit. Plus, I'm cute. We we have we're the heroes of Greyhawk. You know okay. what? That should give me advantage on, you know. On, Two of those things are true. I agree with you. On persuasion, at least. So. So I mean. So, hey, do you remember that store you're not allowed to go in? I walk. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to help you in there. The armaments or something armaments. What are you looking for, Twig? I'm looking for two things. Um, there's there's something that I heard of called that, that was a, there was this like a special cape that lets you uh, cast Dimension Door. Oh, where'd you hear of that? Oh, I, heard, I heard about magic. it. Magic. I don't remember this, that coming up anywhere in our campaign. This, this warlock that yeah. I ran into. Um, when was that? <laughs> it was a warlock that, that, that he's... So, what, what was his name? I don't know, Thaddeus or something like that. So I can't remember, but... Uh, mm. No, I don't call that. That's not. I don't remember that name. But you could certainly go to a store and ask what they have. I also want to find out if I can. I want to know. I want. I'm going to ask the barkeep if they know any place that sells really good poison, like an alchemy shop. Really good alchemy shop. I will tell you that the only poison that is available in in any of the cities of Greyhawk is poison. You're not going to find purple worm, anything like that. That is so exceedingly rare. You're going to have to, like, seek out specifically that and go on a quest for those things. And I've already asked Brynn if she knows where I could get drow poison, and she doesn't, so. Maybe from the drow? Yeah. I don't want to go there yet. The drow cities would have that. Well, have to so withdraw from the now that we're not going <laughs> shopping. No, you can go shopping. I'm just saying, like, I'm just, I'm just making a point that you're not going to find exceptionally rare things in any shop. Like, you're not well, going to find anything more than a plus one anything. Actually, shop. you're not going to find. I, I would like to, again, I guess then, if there's anything. Like, any can... magical, normal things, like potions, things like that, right. you could probably I, find I, I in a shop. I would like to look for something, and I, I don't even know if I'll be able to use it, but if there's any way, if there's an item of some sort that could allow us to teleport more people and if it's possible for a non-wizard or a non-whatever to use it no Oof. because only wizards can cast teleport so unless you had like a, wizard a scroll bard. of teleport would only be you'd be able to use by a wizard yeah. i believe and, wizard or bard or whoever or bard right and only a lore bard with um uh, additional magical secrets because a normal bard would not have that spell mm. so um, well, if you guys... it, it's certainly possible there are teleport things, but you'd have to check at a shop for that. Um, okay. you know, I, I know, I know you guys want to go shopping and everything, but I would actually really like to see if we can find somebody who might know more about this salt marsh place. Um, I have that map that we bought from the pier, um, when Twig was doing his worshiping. Um, and, uh, since, you know, we're supposed to find this person... Um, maybe we could find out a little bit more about Salt Marsh and what we might be expecting to see there. 
Um, what do you guys think? So you're asking us to actually move the story forward. No, I mean. Oh. <laughs> That's a big ask. Well, I didn't know. say that. Actually, Bryn said that. You're asking us to have story progression. Ugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. All right, no, right, let's now, go show. right now, I have a frost razor spooning with the map of Salt Marsh in the bag of holding. Okay. And he <laughs> rolls his eyes and consents. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was I just thinking, like you to... know, while we're here, we're, you know, sure. we've got five hours to kill, and so what, what were the? They were called the na Nagi. Ma uh, Nagpa. Nag Nagpa. 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 So, and I only know that they were. Welcome to Nagpa. I only know that they were thirteen of the people that betrayed the Raven Queen. Yeah, these okay. the you did. You were the one that had the arcane memory oh, of that yeah. which is that the nagpa were at one point um servants of the raven queen but by for betrayal they were cast down and cursed to they were actually very attractive humanoids and became these wretched bird creatures and now they hate their raven queen okay. and anyone who serves the raven um, hey, um, we should find out if they'll let. Um, they've never. Rag. So you've you've killed one. There are twelve more somewhere. So if I, you ever betrayed a and one of them almost the wiped your party. Right. Yeah. I would if if the party's gonna go do some research. I would also like to research that if possible. To like okay. see if I could find out any more information. Hey, uh, about... there there is the as Mark Whale pointed out last time that that one of the greatest libraries in yeah. uh, in the world is here. Why don't we? Why don't we do some reading? Well, you could you, you um, could go research, and that, some of you could shop. I mean, it's up to you guys what you do. While we're doing that, um, Crispin, <clears throat> maybe you should find out if Thrag can join the uh, the tournament. If he with dies in there, I'm gonna blame Twig. Because I don't. Do you want Thrag in the arena? Actually, I I, I thought about it, and I'm not going to bring Thrag into the arena. Because I um Oh, I thought you wanted him to fight. I do, I do. If I can find a if I can find this cape that I was looking for, then I will. But otherwise I don't want to risk him. But otherwise it's too risky. I mean, there's I need a couple more things before I, I can feel comfortable with big battles with him. Okay. Okay. I don't care. One way or the other. Well did didn't well, they, I didn't they say really they bring like us back reading. to life if we lose? Let's just not go in with the assumption that we won't die. We're not going to lose. Who's going to lose? We could lose. Losers think like that. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if it was like a, a level Wait, two fight. Are you calling me a loser? Even a level three fight, but this is going to be level four. And I just, I'm worried Crispin about has it. his fight Ooh, defense Actually, too. Uh, if. Uh, oh, okay. Wait. I would like to find. There is something specific I would like to buy if, if it's available. It's going to cost a thousand gold. Uh, it's a jewel encrusted bowl with at least a thousand gold. I would like to see if I can find and buy one. And that would just shortcut. Like I, I know it's specific. Okay, so so you want to buy what? A jewel encrusted bowl that's worth at least a hundred a thousand gold. Okay, so why don't we, uh, I'll tell you what for brevity. Yeah. Why don't you visit the shops in town, and you will make your requests, and I'll tell you what's available. Okay. 
or better yet, I can tell I can tell you what's available if that would um, well make things more succinct. Does the inn does the inn we're staying at have like a really good concierge service so we could kind of like put in requests and then maybe they can you know order it for us and have it. That would be end? amazing if you. Uh... <laughs> that way we don't have to schlep all over town. They could just you know, I mean we are the heroes of Greyhawk after all. Oh, after all. I mean. Excuse me, Bucky. Sorry. Well, you know, Can I mean, you come and buy my? It's a really a good thing you're not getting a big head twig. Yeah. Uh, I will. I will specifically. So I'm not going to look for any magical items or anything because I don't have the money. But I specifically am going to look for that, and I want to find if I could find it. I'd like to get it before, uh, uh, fight because I there's a spell I want to cast. Okay. Isn't um, it great how this entire time Bryn never mentions that there's like fifteen thousand gold in the bag? I don't care. I'm not. I'm looking at my money. <laughs> Plus I don't consider the money credit. in the bag mine. So it's okay. You know what? Well, I'm actually. I'm gonna head over to the library. I'm here. For um, the anybody want to come with me? I'm going with you to the library because I'm, always I'm, I'm here for the, the team. library. That's right, Twig. Uh, I am so uh, loving your whole yay team you know pro team I am, attitude. I am all, all right, so for <laughs> let's do this. First, you go to the library. You can ask Camelou, uh, saying, "Hey, these are things I'm interested in purchasing. Can you put some feelers out to see what's available?" Yep, I'd like to know information about the neg. Pie, neg pie. Nagpa. Nagpa. I, I keep picking. Let, let me let me write these down. So hold on a second. Nagpa. Okay. Questions. Okay. I enjoy being in flammable buildings. I'll take a step. Well, you're going to research the nag play, you said, in the yes. library. Yes. Okay, but you're asking Camelou for questions. Oh, okay. uh, if he knows any more information about them, but, uh, you know, I will research as well, but. If they know, if they knows anyone that well, Campbell knows is anyone. the innkeeper. Oh, he's, he's the innkeeper. Oh, he's he's asking. Shopping. So he's asking. If you have things you're looking for, he can see if it's available the in town. Ju jewel encrusted bowl worth a thousand gold. In certain, he can find that for you. Okay. And I'm looking. For... And he he will he will send one of his assistants, and he encourages a generous tip for doing the shopping I will on your behalf. Him... I will give him a thousand one hundred gold and tell the assistant to keep the a hundred. Oh my goodness! Okay. As I'm shaking my hand. Is it gold or is it silver? No, I only have a, I only have three thousand. It just says silver. it just says jewel encrusted bowl worth a thousand gold. Yep. No, I'm asking Sariel if she's gonna pay him in gold or silver. I only have three thousand silver, so I'm gonna save that for for when I have ten thousand silver. <laughs> I um, okay. I take a bag uh, filled with uh, uh, about 40, 4,500 uh, gold. Okay. And 500 gold pieces worth of, and 5,000 silver pieces. Or no, yeah, no, no. I, I, I basically put gold and silver worth about 5,000 gold pieces. And I put it in Camilo's hands and I say, I'm looking for that cape that I heard about that lets you cast Dimension Door, or... What is the cape called? Cape of the Mountebank. Okay. And, and, and if anybody in town 
knows a good poison for an alchemist. Other than that, I, if you can't find it, that's good. I'll just take my money back less, less a couple hundred gold. Okie dokie. Um, it, uh, it will tell the party, guys, if I can get this bowl, uh, we need um, to, okay. we need to have at least an hour and about a half of time before, because, uh, I'm going to prep the feast for us. So, so you want to start prepping the feast about, uh, 1130. Yeah. So you can eat it right before you fight. Eat it right before, and then I'll, you know what I'm doing. <laughs> Doesn't vi- does not violate the rules. <laughs> you are you are to enter the arena as t- as tough as you can. Yep, and I'm gonna burn my six level spell to do this. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. So he's got your shopping. Anyone else looking for any other items that you can tell? Uh, uh, uh... Is there like? Potions that cause confusion and delay. Potions that cause confusion and delay? Yeah, it's um, it's uh, called Zoom. Mm. There's mm. a Zoom potion. Is there any other, um, is there any way that we can acquire this Zoom potion? <laughs> it's very difficult and some, and, and usually has pretty good sound, but not always reliable. Mm, okay. All right. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. If All right, so you're heading to, you're heading to the um, library, and uh, tell me the, you're looking for a nagpa. Is there anything else you're researching um, that you specifically uh, you want to look for, Mark? Well, you want to look for something. I would like to research specifically what kind of beasts are in Salt Marsh. Beasts are oh okay, um, and you're looking for information about Salt Marsh. Is that correct? Like, just basically... Yeah, I'd like to know information about Salt Marsh, maybe some history that might help us. Um, specifically regarding, like, um, times of, like, turmoil, where, um, you know, uh, very, like, related to, like, what Waith was telling us, where, you know, certain um, history that might allude to where the, um, like, the the forging place like the sea of dust or anything like that a sea of salt marsh has any kind of connection with those other places or with storm giants i would like to research something also you muted michael can't hear you you are muted michael I know. I'm uh, I'm look, uh, typing stuff down. Um, so, um, you want what? You want salt marsh, right? Um, I would like to know a little bit of like the history of salt marsh. Um, specifically, looking for any kind of connections with um, like the sea of dust or with storm giants. You know, anything to kind of connect them to the whole wave. Frost Razor, Black Razor, kind of. Kind of like how White Plume Mountain was very specific to... Yep, I get it. Um, the other weapons. And, and so. Mark Will, you wanted to know about beasts um, that are in that beasts area? and creatures. Just... Okay. Yeah. And, okay. And I wanted to research the name Morgadem. Morgadem. 
That was in the book entry uh, on Tarnhem. There was a name scrawled on the side note. Okay, um, then um, what? if anyone else isn't researching thing, you can try to help find books. So whoever's not researching a specific, help someone. Who are you helping? I'm going to help Bryn because uh, okay. she's looking at what I want to look at. Okay. Anyone, uh, Dom, are you looking for anything or are you helping someone else? I was looking specifically for the... You're the Nagpa? Yeah. Okay. All right, then everyone... Okay, so Bryn, uh, um, everyone else roll in Arcana or History, whichever's higher because you're in a library. And Bryn, roll with advantage on that. And give me your um, results. And, um, you know, as you go in, what are you interested in researching this time? And I, I no fire this time. I got Aww, a man. 21. I also got a 21. Wow. Was, okay. I got a the, 20. What was the roll? Wow. Okay. What, what uh, Arcana or history, whichever is higher. Arcana or history. Uh, I have a plus zero. And a plus zero. Okay. So and I roll. rolled a seven. Holy crap, I rolled a 17. <laughs> Yay. All right. So let's start with um let's start with the salt Martian beasts question. Um as you, you start gathering materials, going to one of these nice uh um you know there's there's uh, tables all around, so you can all gather around one table and discuss what you find. In in Salt Marsh, um, you know that this is a you know it's a town of about five thousand or so, um, predominantly human, but there is a Dorvan mine um, that is. Uh, very prolific and one of the main income sources of town, along with um, fishing and trading. Um, those are the, it's a port city. Um, they, you know that they, um, it says that uh, they have had some problems in the past with um, a, a bunch of um Sahagan who have been raiding and attacking the town those are really good rolls so um it there is a militia um which is uh a basically a most of the people in town that are the town guard and the militia are former uh, uh soldiers of Keoland uh salt marshes in land of Keeland. Um, so fishing, trading, um, rumors of smuggling, um, and mining are the big incomes there. Um, there are a couple names that you hear in the, uh, in the basically one book, which indicates like you find a journal, which is trades between salt marsh and Greyhawk. So in this ledger, you find the names uh, Ada. You don't have a last name on that. Uh, Gellin, G 
G-E-L-L-A-N, Prime Water. And the name Anders Solmer is, um, owns several ships that do uh, trading. So the, the Prime Water and, and Solmer are the ones that are there. There is a mention of... There is a, a, you have the map and the map does have a legend. So you know where all the inns, the guards, and there is a tower uh, where there is a reclusive wizard named Keledek, which I think we showed you on, they, it was pointed out to you on the map earlier. Right. Um, sorry, the other names were the owners, primary owners of all the ships in Saltmarsh. They they're in a ledger, so you know they own ships for trading. Oh, okay. Um, there are rumors um, in one of the margins. It, it says it says trading in quotes. Ah. So you know. <laughs> gotcha. So that might assume that there's um, as far as uh, beasts in the area. That is a great question. Um, you find references to. Goblins, trolls, sightings in some place called the Dreadwood. Um, there are owl bears and wolves there. Um, in the, I don't, I think I don't see a lot of. There's not a lot of beasts in there. Um, however, there are uh, giant rats, giant toads, giant crocodiles. I, but no other mention specifically of, um, there's mentions of like sightings of a black dragon. Um, there are giant crabs seen in the marshes. So those would be things you have descriptions and images of, you know, uh, illustrations of in that area. That's pretty much what you know about salt marsh there. There is a, uh. There is a history of kind of the uh, the politics of that, that there's been um, a lot of piracy um, in the sea to the east, that there, the, um, the uh, even the guard of Greyhawk, um, all of the ships have um, spotted and, and killed it down a couple pirate vessels okay, uh, as, I, as far as far north of the entrance right i have just one question one more question on the beast thing uh mm -hmm. mechanically can i add the those to my polymorph list you can yeah any of those okay, cool. um there's um there's no other kind of like um uh references other than other than those Really. So nothing related to like a history with storm giants or um, the sea of dust or anything like that. Um, no, there aren't any mentions that specifically there aren't any mentions of any of that. 
There's no mention of... This is just like a history of Saltmarsh. You found a, a trading journal, like, recording the trades with Greyhawk from Saltmarsh. So those are the names you see on the journal. Cooley, I am a researching badass. <laughs> okay. Um, so, next... Um, let's go to... Um, the Nagpa, because it's open first. <laughs> um, having fought it recently, you do um, feel like it was a little easier to find the item, um, the reference. It actually has a, a history of and... Uh, demise of the Nagpa. So it basically, you know, hundreds of years ago, there were 13 powerful wizards that served the Raisin Queen and they um, meddled in a ritual that was being cast to actually avert a war between the gods, between the Raven Queen, between Tarnhem, between several enemies and former lovers um uh she so that war did break out and caused huge amount of death and destruction as a as a penalty these were all servants of the queen who she cast down stripped them, and this is in quotes, stripped them of their beauty, turning them into these scabrous monstrosities. Um, these Nagpa now seek to bring apart, bring up um, into being the world-shaking calamities so they can pry power for and, and kill the Raven Queen. So they, they're afraid of the Raven Queen because of this curse, but they are plotting to um, kill her. And they are, um, they are rumored to be... So this is a rumor that um, since they're, they're... Even though they're cast down, they're extremely powerful magic users. Um, they're, they're wizards. They're just in a horrible form. These are, um, these wizards are known to, like, infiltrate and control societies or organizations in order to, like, work several schemes at the same time in order to pit, um, uh, evil forces against those that would defend Greyhawk. So... They, um, quote, they have several schemes working at the same time so that if one plan goes awry, they have backups. So they will not just control one organization. They will control many. So they're very cunning. They are. They are very intelligent. When you were fighting them, you realize, like, it was... It was it was basically luck and a couple of good rolls why um, why this wasn't worse because it was a Nagpa and a very powerful minion. 
that you fought. So, Sariel, do you think that they might have a connection to the Scarlet Brotherhood and the Acolytes of Soul? Possibly. I mean, is it? I mean, it's a very big coincidence to me that we're dealing with all this stuff and they just show up. I mean, well, one of them didn't show up. You went. You went hunting. Right, but for them to be this close to Greyhawk, like, right. I mean, like, you know, a few months ago, Twig, or was it a few months ago? Maybe several weeks ago, um, Twig, you know, ran into ogres, and that's obviously something they don't really have this close to the city. Generally now, speaking, that is correct. Now you're finding more powerful Yeah, things. so there's, oh. it makes me wonder if there is, you know, we're finding all these different connections between these organizations and intimate things in our lives so well, you know you, you, i'm wondering gotta, if maybe gotta, there is a connection there too you got to remember we, we we've heard rumors uh, um about the city of greyhawk remember they told us uh there was the ship captains or something or told us that that greyhawk has been experiencing a, a, a lot of incursions recently a lot more attacks on their northern border uh, and so, you know, I mean, this, is, if this might be associated are, with us. I don't know. If they're stressing their northern border, perhaps they're going to hit from another side because these resources are strained. Well, that I mean, that seems like a logical, you know, bait, bait and switch. It's almost as if the town needs some heroes. Oh, God. <laughs> we can't be heroes. I need a hero. Anyway. Wow. Are you bored, Crispin? Are you bored? Crispin's there going. Well, Crispin's in the corner singing musical. Trying so hard not to burn the books. And then and then he's he's pouring fire on himself. I'm playing with my fireballs in my hands, tossing it back and forth. If you burn anything in here, you're paying for it. Oh, well, at least a second ago, he was making little paper puppets. You didn't um, see him? He was like, I'm sorry. Why do you insist on picking on me? <sighs> so You have sorry in your name. Is there any information about Morgadim, the name Morgadim? Um... I actually pull out the book. And I show it to the librarian. I say, does this name mean anything to you? Is there any information I can find about this? I don't... Uh, I don't know any, anything about any Morganim. What? In what context? Uh, in relation to Tarnhem, the demon Tarnhem. Might might have been scrawled so incoherently. It might be like maybe a different name. Maybe maybe like, it's not Morgadin. Maybe, maybe it's, it's Mordekainen. Like... I don't know. Um. Yeah, I mean, you gotta know the name before you can look it up. But I don't know any name Morgadin. Well, that's that's what I wrote down, and that's what was told. That's what it scrawled looks like. So maybe it's Mordekainen. Is there any relationship between Mordekainen and and? Uh, The demon. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. 
Huh. Okay. Well, maybe it's one of those, like, names that you're not supposed to know. Or that perhaps there's just not a reference to this here in your... And this is not in a book you had. That's not in a... That that name didn't come from a book. No, it's specifically when I was given the description of this book that I have of the demons. and, And as I was researching the demons... The, the the you told me that there was a name scrawled in the border it was more morganin it was a, it was scrawled in that this is specifically what i was told in the description okay um, um so nope you don't I, find any reference to it that's okay you know what i still think this place is pretty cool hey, um what twig? That demon guy. Um, Tarnham? his name's Tarnham, right? Yeah. Um, didn't we find out this has something to do with Keladek? Well, I know that that they're all kind of interrelated in certain ways. I mean, I thought with a roll of twenty, I would get better results, but I don't know what you mean by a roll. Is... What do you mean by a roll? <laughs> I guess this library is over a teeny over overrated that's okay yeah it's okay i i you know what i will search elsewhere i'm I'm thinking that perhaps that there's another source of information better than the library in greyhawk so yes that's what i will do i will find a library that's better than the library in greyhawk uh and i'm specifically looking at the librarian twig i'm gonna put my (laughs) hand over his mouth and go I'm so sorry. You know, he, it's that time of the year for him. It, actually, it's more like the time of the week for him. So, you know, you know how half things are. They're very moody. Um, could, could you do me a favor? <laughs> um, could you look up and reference the name Keladek? Keladek's a wizard at Greyhawk. And a salt marsh. Well, I understand that, but is there any other kind of like history with him? I, I found him in no, the. No, there's. We've had many of... people ask, and he's kind of a, a like an open book. I don't. Uh, well, bad. He's kind of a closed book, I guess. Oh, okay. So a lot of people have asked about him. There's been not a lot, but we've had asked uh, about uh, two weeks ago. Someone was asking. Really? Who was, uh, could you describe this? Person? I don't remember. I remember someone asked. It was a really tall dragonborn. A really tall dragonborn. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you know all of your help. I didn't even ask your names. I don't want to know. Okay. You know what color the dragonborn was? Was he taller than me? He was a red dragonborn. Okay. Okay, so we're going to start kind of pushing Twig. I'm, I'm going to start tw- pushing Twig with my butt, like, shuffling backwards. Oh, I'm done. I'm done here. We're starting to walk guys, out. Uh, I found let's, out everything I, let, I let, let's can find, find out. Oh, I uh, check my arcane sundown. I go, look at the time. The best library in Greyhawk. I'm going to leave the best library in Greyhawk now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go back to the end, guys, to our room. I have something I need to prepare. Look Look at the time. It's now... Um, An hour um, and 45 minutes before. On the, way, on the way back to the inn, are there any large fountains or anything like in the city that we pass? There are. Okay. 
I would like to take one more dust of disappearance and put it in the fountain and fill it up. Dust of disappearance? Uh, yeah, yeah. The... Dust of disappearance is invisibility. No, no, I mean dust of dryness, rather. Another dust of okay. dryness. Okay. <laughs> right. You're just stealing. I got so much dust. I've got. I've got to get. Okay. Like, are you here. stealing a fountain? So, <laughs> um, I mean, it doesn't disappear. You can just fill. Yeah, um, it just basically fills up to like fifteen cubic feet, which is cool. right. Fifteen cubic feet. Okay. Does the fountain run out of water? It does know. not. It is fed from the river that flows all the way through the city. This is as a the city has a fairly robust aqueduct system that feeds off of the river that flows right through the center of the of the city. Wow! And there's actually uh, it's actually flows right by your inn, I think. Let's see. Awesome. All right, so it sounds like we're heading back to the inn. <laughs> okay. I have to prepare my beard for this fight. Okay, as you. Uh, you guys have been in the library for, let's say, about an hour and a half. Um, you guys get back and ready to prepare for your battle. Um, uh, did they, they were, were they able to get they, the healing They come crystal? back. Yeah, he comes back and says, we were able to get this bowl. Yes. Um, young halfling, we did find what you were looking for. Unfortunately, it is 8,000 gold. Uh, so, okay, um, that's all right. So... So here's your gold back. Thank you. We, we yeah, did ask. Keep 200 gold for yourself. Oh, my goodness. That's generous. We didn't even... We, That's we okay. did find it, but it's more expensive than we had. So, You know what? I, I'm paying you for the effort. And regarding poisons, um, all that's available in the world publicly <clears throat> is, you know... Basic poisons, as you know, that's all that's legally allowed to be sold. Okay. Um, and uh, I give him a wink, wink, and a nudge, nudge. And as a fellow. Well, uh, why don't we have a discussion, uh, uh, not in public, <laughs> if you'd like to talk about this? Yes. And uh, I, I, I start speaking in thieves' cant. Does he understand me? Um, he does not. Okay. He can't. <laughs> That's stupid. I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to tell the party to meet me there in 10 minutes. Okay. That gives me okay. Can I, How do you can... say it? You're like, meet me there in 10 minutes. No, I'm going to go, <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to go upstairs and make a feast. Maybe in 10 minutes. <laughs> so do I have time? I don't to have talk any tact. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, back says, we, we were able to find one vial of purple worm poison. It is 3000 gold. It is very expensive, but there are, you could, it's a, it's a vial about this big, which is a, just a few inches tall. It is good for three coatings of a weapon or arrow. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Um, I take. It it take... does just FYI. So like, this is the most rare poison. It is three thousand gold. It is um it does 
an average of 42 12d6 poison damage on a failed save and half as much on a um, successful save. And what's the save DC? Or is it in the... It is a DC 19 constitution to save from this poison. Does it affect sentient weapons? I mean, you... Hey, you could. Oh, I'm, I'm back try. here with this guy. Hey, hey, hey! I'm in the I'm in the room with the guy, and I give him three thousand gold. Christmas there, guys. You're talking real loud. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives you, he gives you one vial of purple worm poison. It is only it's a small vial, um, and it is three thousand gold. And okay, and 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 if I put the poison on a blade or something. Um, it lasts for one minute. One minute. Okay. Yeah. And then okay. it's u- is it used upon, like a single use? A single use. It is yeah. single use. Each each coating. Each coating. So three uses, but single. Once you hit with an attack. Right. It? Okay. It's not something you can just have on your blade and from next yeah, to go to town. <laughs> you soak it, and while it's on your blade, it can do massive damage. But once it's done. Done. You know, it, it's probably best on a first attack or something. You know, how long does it take to soak it, like to apply it? Uh, just just one round, six so seconds. It, it just oh, so an action to apply it. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Basically, you just take the vial, pour it on your weapon, and then you enough... said it, it lasts for a minute. It lasts for a minute. But, but so that's like if it, ten rounds of with... combat. Well, no, but that once is... you attack with it, it's done. Right. It just stays it's, on it the It does a lot. It does 12d6 damage. So an average of 42 extra damage. One time or every time you attack one, for one minute? Once. One time. One time, yeah. Gotcha. You have okay. three uses. Right. You, you could use an, an action to put it on in between battle, right? It's, yeah. It depends on what you want to do. It's almost like at the beginning of battle you do it, or if we get a surprise round you do it, and then you... Something like something that. Something like that. Whatever. Right. Um. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, well, everyone's all right. That. Well, now that you've uh, um, you're going to be sitting down and doing a um, uh, making this feast. I'm Let's making, uh, yeah, prepare you guys for the 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 battle, and uh, we'll take a break there. Okay. Cool. So prepare your feast, whatever that is. I don't know. I I'm not to... gonna eat too heavy. Oh no, you got you better eat. You do and eat. Wow. Bad things will happen. I don't know. <laughs> you just turned into a Jewish mother. Eat <laughs> food, Valley. <laughs> it's our break time this is michael cremeen dungeon master i want to thank all of the listeners first thank you guys for listening to this podcast we have so much fun doing it for you and i also want to thank all of the players you guys are nuts and i love that all right let's get to the thank yous go to dnd beyond dnd beyond where you can find all of the characters that we are playing on our character sheets at recklessmoves.com. 
D&D uh, &D Beyond is where we get our source books, our modules, our encounter builders, our initiative tracking, all of our character sheets. And now there's a virtual dice roller, which is very cool. There's even a uh, party log, so you can, see, you can keep a record of everything that's been rolled. Very, very cool. For music, we want to thank Audio with two eyes, audio.com. Uh, we can get affordable annual or lifetime memberships and great music for podcasters. We also thank our Creative Commons licenses from Tabletop Audio, Serpent Sound Studios, and filmmusic.io. For Dungeon Masters, I think it is very cool if you check out donjohn.bin.sh. There are great tools there. We have uh, great Greyhawk maps from annabmeyer.com. Want to thank Blue Microphones, QSC for mixers and monitors, Sennheiser headphones, and Logitech for cameras that we'll be using when we start doing our live streams. Going to be very cool. All right, once again, thank you to Coffee, as always. Thank you to my dog, Maggie, who is very quiet during these recordings. I'm Michael Kermeen. Thank you to the players. I hope you don't die in the arena. However... If you do, we'll just roll new characters. Um, <laughs> but I, good luck. Let's get back to the game. Everyone out there, we're using Zoom. Thank you to Zoom for providing us with a pro-level account. We also want to thank, as always, for you guys for wearing a mask. Stay social distance. Wash your hands. Roll natural 20s. And have fun. Back to the game. All right, back from our break. Our heroes are preparing for their arena battle. Against foes they know not of. <laughs> they know not. Um, but as you're uh, preparing to go upstairs and, and do your whatever you're prepping for this, um, can we look up, is it true you're going to fight level four? Is that true? Yep. Oh. Well, you don't. Your bill's covered, so it's okay. Uh, good, good, good luck. Any any chance you can give us a sneak peek of, of other level four fights you've seen? Uh, um, well, no one lived. Well, what did you see? What what kind of monsters uh, did they kill? I don't really get to go down there, but I heard someone fought a huge a huge demon, and got killed. Now they do resurrect people. Once they're, you know, but not everyone makes it back. <clears throat> uh, That's right. If there's true death involved, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can res we can revive people, resurrect people, but they have to be able to be resurrected. Yeah, without with their head in in one piece and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good luck. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be prepping the spell. I'm gonna. 
I smell something. I use a bonus action to hide. <laughs> bonus action to hide! <laughs> I, I thought hey, you were going to use your bonus action to poop. <laughs> No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's involuntary. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> action. It's a free action. Free action is pooping. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to prep my spell. Okay. And, ooh. I, I, the player, don't remember, but I'm going to summon a feast of everyone's favorite dishes. <laughs> okay. So if you didn't tell me what it is, then you can make it up right now. <laughs> uh, but it's a seat. giant table with like really fine cutlery and like really fine plates and serving dishes, and it's a huge table enough to fit twelve people. Stuffed grape leaves. Do you use the uh, dinner set that's in the bag of holding? No, it's oh. all included oh. in the spell, uh, oh. and the 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 bowl the jewel encrusted bowl like you guys if you guys are coming in as it ends and see it just disappear and this big table just appears and we get okay. advantage on something afterwards? um so what, what effects does this give you so i'm casting hero's feast uh what it does is um anyone who eats so it's up to 12 people all creatures are cured of disease and poison you can eat it uh they are immune to poison and being frightened Immune? Okay, so let me reca recap those for me. Immune to poison and being frightened. Good. Uh, they are cured from poison and disease if they have any. Uh, but they're immune to poison or and disease or and poison? And being, no, no. They are immune to poison and they are immune to being frightened. Okay. Uh, they make all wisdom saving throws with advantage. All right. And um, their hit point maximum is increased by 2d10. Not These aren't temporary hit points. This is your HP max. I understand. Uh, so it's inc I, I, re -roll I rolled this before. Uh, so everybody gains plus 14 hit points to your max HP. Okay. That's for 24 hours? For 20, yeah, the effects last for 24 hours. I mean, so what did we have advantage on? Advantage on wisdom saving throws. And say. you are immune to being poisoned and frightened. Immune to... Nice. What does it feel like? I don't know. <laughs> Do we actually, like, feel something when this happens? Like, when we eat the food? I mean, you feel, like, more heroic and stuff. <gasps> I feel more heroic and stuff. But, like, yeah, it's, it's your favorite food, too. So whatever your favorite dish is... Um... I throw on a little extra lavender perfume i mean okay, okay. <laughs> my beard is extra coffee okay so you're, you're getting all dolled up for the uh battle yeah, we're, we're getting all dolled up to, i look beautiful yeah, if i smell like lavender too much i guess my hiding won't work as well will it i have, these, I have these beautiful i don't i don't see quick. anyone but i smell that familiar lavender smell <laughs> i'm gonna go jump in the bath real quick before i after my meal uh it does take Wash an hour off. to consume the meal Okay. That's why I asked for more time before the. Yep. And you've got, uh, I mean, the green, the Black Dragon Inn is, um, I think, right down by the rip. Oh, that's the, it's near here. It's to the left of that. Oh, uh, okay. 
Anyway, it's down in this district. Um, Somewhere. <laughs> um, and uh, you're very near the arena. So you have your feast. You get those benefits. You're going to have to put those on your sheets. I, w- I am not responsible for remembering what you have. Uh, yeah. So and you uh, approach the the arena, and the Gilgasu who was there before is not there. Um, so uh, you actually have an elf um, who greets you at the back. Um, Mike, just for so you know, I'm switching out my shield. Uh, I'm going to use the plus three shield that for this battle. Okay. Yeah, for this battle. Do you have a uh, warcaster? Yes. Okay. Otherwise you can't cast spells with, with. Somatic. Yeah, I got that. I got that a long time ago. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Uh, you heading, so you're heading to the, uh, arena. Yep. I am. I don't know. Is everybody else heading there? Yeah. I'm here with the group. Yeah. All right. So as you guys uh, approach the the warrior's entrance, which you're familiar with, having been here before, they, oh, they see, are you wearing your, your tokens and your, uh, are you wearing them or, or as like a lapel pin? Because that's how, they're like a badge that you could wear on the outside or are you putting it, are you wearing that? On display, or are you keeping those in your packs? How are you? Mine's gonna be in my pack. I don't need to wear it. Okay. I have mine on a chain, kind of like on top of the necklace of fireballs that I have. You have a necklace of fireballs? Yep. Okay. Neat. I uh, mentioned it, but I do. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this. This guy with very thick white hair. He's got a very pointed nose. He's wearing silk gloves and very, very fine clothing. Um, says, uh, oh, I suppose you are, are one o'clock. Good luck. Um, do you have, have you made your wills? Actually, I have. I have not. Would you like, we can, we have a, a form if you'd like to fill those out before you enter. Yeah, we sure. highly encourage it. Not everyone, as perhaps has been explained, that we do have, uh, um, if you die in the arena, we can certainly bring you back. If you, however, experience true death, it may or may not work. So it is a good idea to. Um, I will, I'll write down, I bequeath all of my belongings to my next of kin. Which is my mom. <laughs> okay. Any 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 of you else uh, filling these out? Yeah. To the NAB, I leave nothing. <laughs> Everything to your mom. Okay. I bequeath all of my magical possessions, except for the. Wait, do you see? You have to put on the form where your mom is. Oh. Uh, oh wait. Yeah. You know what? I don't do that. I'll leave. I'll leave things to the surviving members of NAB. Then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if there aren't any, um, you can just put the name down, and they can, you know. Yeah, I'll put her name down, I'm but not location. I, I yeah, bequeath yeah. mine to the surviving members of NAB, and if not, to Captain Johnson. 
Oh, wow. Okay. I bequeath wow, mine going to... with your Johnson, huh? I bequeath mine I gotta, to... I got to protect my Johnson. Oh. All right. Yeah, I know. Protecting your Johnson's important. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, do the same, except it'll go to uh, Elena. I bequeath all of my possessions to my family. My magic possessions I bequeath to my best friend Horatio, with the exception of the decanter of endless water, which goes to my family, which could use they could use it on the on the vineyard. Okay. I'm good. I don't need it. Alright. I don't need no sticking will. And that means Mark I get everything. Yeah, Mark Whale's fine. Okay. So, all right, best of luck. Um, and you hear coming through the tunnel that you're about to enter, this huge roar of like victory, very similar to what you experienced last time. And they're going, ah, kill, 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 kill. And it says, oh, it looks like uh, that was a little shorter. So you may be up a little before one. You're all prepared, correct? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, good luck to you. And uh, I will introduce you. And you are the NAB, correct? Correct. All right. What does the arena look like? Is it all just open? It is same as last time. Cover? It is all open like last time. I will uh, switch over and hopefully that uh, does not kill the music. But how does that work? Oh. And um, I, this is your normal order, which is Crispin. I, I, I'm allowed. You're allowed to position first, but first he comes in. He says, "Ladies and gentlemen, and those in between, I would like to welcome you to the featured event. Someone has gone to level four, and the crowd goes, Ooh. <laughs> yeah.'" Like, at first, it's like, ooh, shocking. And um, people start cheering. I would like to introduce former victors of a uh, beating a death knight and some other creatures. They have confidence, maybe beyond their years, but we wish them well. The NAB, and you guys enter, and you allow you to position yourselves on the. You are on the west entrance, uh, as you remember from last time. Um, it is um, about a hundred feet by sixty feet in oval. Um, there are statues all around the outside, like last time, or which is, you know, some of the biggest heroes of the arena in the past. Are these five foot squares? These are. These are five foot. Okay. All right, Mike, I'm actually going to be a little bit uh, more in the back. So maybe um, on the south of like where Twig is currently. Okay. Like I'd there. like to, Perfect. Uh, me, I'd like to be, I'd like to be, I guess, north and forward. There you go. A little bit more, one more. There you go. And I'm going to move southeast 30 feet. All right. I'd like to be as in the front of everyone, basically. Just okay. They're allowing you to to um, you can position yourself anywhere, um, kind of behind this uh, shield line. Awesome. 
Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Uh, Tile Fifth is going to be um, <clears throat> uh, five feet northwest of Crispin. There. All right, everyone. So for those listening to the podcast, they're just positioning themselves on the arena grounds, waiting to see what appears out of the other door. Uh, Marquel will be uh, with with Telfeth and Crispin, uh, like on the opposite side of Crispin and Telfeth. Here. Yeah. All right. Uh, if Wait, if they're positioned... Hmm, I don't like everyone being bunched up like that. Uh, that was my goal, to avoid that. Yeah. Uh, can you move Twig back about 10 feet? <laughs> We're like, get away from me. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay put. I mean, uh, am I within thirty feet of everybody? Hold on. Yep. Five, ten, you are. Okay. You are. Okay. Good. And we're having a, a post-traumatic stress from uh, that black knight we fought last. Time. Yeah, that's exactly why. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not bunching up with you, idiots. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. All right. So there's a kind of like a murmur, like. I don't know. <laughs> you hear these people like concern and laughter like, oh, what's going to come out? And it gets quiet as the other portcullis on the other end lifts. And I'm going to switch so you get a visual of the thing you see um, real quick on the map. Um, you don't, you've never seen this before. a map you see a massive oh. winged creature with what looks like big scaly legs it is large it is about 12 feet tall it is carrying a massive massive mace on one side its eyes are glowing red it has large fangs and curved horns that are sweeping back um, and it comes out and just looks and everyone roll initiative. Hey, Ooh, that's so sexy. I don't have advantage on initiative anymore. <laughs> um, I have to go back to the arena map. Let me find it. There we go. Uh, okay. So I get to roll again. All right, so give me one second, and I'm going to get your initiative. Um, uh, uh, all right. Um, Just going to say, I'm so glad Telfift has an uh, advantage on initiative. Is that right? Because it was just, it was bad it out there. Just yeah, <laughs> it was so, bad like, I, and I very opted good. For, I opted for more AC than okay. Serial, uh, fifteen. All right, Crispin, twelve. Oh, Mark Whale, eight. Oh, uh, Bryn, uh, fourteen plus six, twenty. All right, um, Twig, twelve. Oh, and I need to roll for. Uh, I rolled for Talfift. Okay, Talfift has uh, 
a plus one. Plus one. Oh, yeah, wait. Telfeth has advantage, too. Yeah, that's, that's yep, why she rolled. That's why I rolled. So I got an 18 plus one. So 18. 19. All right. It was a five and an 18. <laughs> I rolled a 12. <laughs> All right. Um, in order, Bryn, Telfeth, Serial. Okay. Um, so I am going to stay right where I am. And I'm going to fire my oath bow. When I fire my oath bow, I whisper swift death to you who have wronged me. So I am now activated. He is now my sworn enemy. Understood. Uh, where is it? it takes an extra 3d6 damage. All right. Okay, so first attack is... Uh, plus nine. Nineteen to hit. Nineteen does just hit. Ooh. Okay, so... Oh, and I didn't say that was sharpshooters. It was just regular straight. Yep. Uh, roll. Plus my oath bow. Eight, nine. Twenty-one damage. All right. The, the arrow uh, sings across the arena... Um, does he goes to move and it embeds in his left bat white bat like wing? Nice. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do the next one, and this one I am going to do sharpshooter on. Okay. So 17 plus five, so 22 to hit. That is. Another 21 damage. Okay. And, then, and are, you, are you moving or doing anything else? No, um, I have one more attack for my dead, dread ambusher since this is my first turn in combat. Oh, that's right. You get the one extra attack the first turn in combat. Yep, I get an extra attack that deals an extra D8 damage on top of the reg regular damage I do. Okay. Um, and then this one I'm also going to do sharpshooter. So I got a 16 plus 521 to hit. And I am going to use my, where is it? I have, I'm going to use Stalker's Flurry, where once each turn when you, oh no, no, I'm sorry, not that one. Uh, oh shoot. Oh, the wrong character. Never mind. I'm just going to stick to what I'm doing. <laughs> so, one, two, what a, 12, what a, what a, what is it? 13, shh, quiet. <laughs> 13, 18 plus 10, 28 damage. 28, okay. Yes. 28. All right, nice attacks. Um, And then I'm... You know what? I am going to move. I'm going to move 40 feet... Um, south, southeast. There, yeah. Okay, that's 40. Yep. So you are very far away from everyone else. Yep. All right. Um, and then Telfeth? Yep, Telfeth. All right. Here. 
A uh, really quick question on Tal Theft. The circlet of blasting, does that recharge? I I don't know. You'd have to look at the item. Uh, I'll tell you real quick if you want it. Um... It says reset other. So it says one charge, reset other. It's probably a dawn, but let me look. Okay. Um, it is... Um, it just recharges the next dawn. You oh, can okay. you can use you can use the action to cast scorching ray once and do so with attack bonus of five. It can only be used once a day. It says three rays, so that's just how it comes out. That's the, the spell does three rays, but okay. it's one cast of scorching ray does three rays. You roll three attacks plus five, and then roll your damage if you hit. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, so I am going to let's see here five. Ninety feet away. I'm gonna run uh, twenty-five feet forward. Okay. I believe that'll put me within range. What is the range? Uh, normal range is twenty. Long range is sixty. So I'll roll at a disadvantage, right? Is that, or is that within range? Yeah, it's sixty. It's range. Oh, okay. So normal, normal attack. No, six. It's sixty feet. It is not normal. It is. Okay, what's so... what's what's the short range? It says 20, 20, short, normal range of 20 with a long range of 60. Um, no, the range of Scorching Ray is... Oh, I'm sorry, not, not Scorching Ray. Um, well, sorry. I, I switched gears. <laughs> okay, uh, so you're, you're throw... using... what? So if you throw a Whelm at that distance, it's with disadvantage. It's with disadvantage. Okay. Um, so I'm actually... I will use Scorching Ray then because I don't want to do disadvantage. Okay. Um, so Scorching Ray is 120 feet, so he's within. Yeah, he's uh, the whole arena is within 120 feet. <laughs> so I'm going to roll. You said attack, right? Um, so it's 18 plus 5, 23. Okay, it does hit. The roll your so as you as you throw the Scorching Ray spell, mm -hmm. um, the 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 first ray hits. The um, big monstrosity you're seeing in front of this fiend, and he looks down and goes, <laughs> does no damage. Ooh. So the other two go, psh, psh, and they just, they he kind of absorbs it. Okay, oh, so my verbal's know. gonna be like, that was fire damage. <laughs> that's a good verb. That's a good verbal. <laughs> And um, uh, yeah, uh, bonus. Oh, bonus action. I'm going to do. Um. Okay, bonus action. I am going to do. Spirit shroud. Okay. That is. I call forth the spirits of the dead, which flit around you for the spell's duration. Uh, until the spell ends, any attack you make deals an additional. 1d8 damage when you hit a creature within 10 feet of you. Okay. Uh, the damage is radiant, necrotic, or cold. Uh, your choice when you cast a spell. Alright, sounds Any good. Any creature that takes this damage cannot regain hit points until the start of my next turn. And in addition, any creature of your choice that you can see at the start of its turn within 10 feet of you has its speed reduced by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. So, uh... Um, I'm just gonna. I'm going to say it's radiant damage. 
Okay, radiant damage. Okay, Got that's it. That's just my bonus action, so it'll be uh, there for next time. Alrighty then. Okay, and I'm done. All right. Um, uh, cereal then twig. Okay, you guys might hate me. Um, what's the ra- what's I the don't ra- know if that has to do with combat. Uh, who knows? <laughs> anyway, um, how high is the? Is this an open arena? It is open, but you remember from last time that there is a height limit of a hundred feet for Good. any flying, Good. and there is a magical barrier at a hundred feet, which is the height of the um, second level, the, the arena seating. Mm-hmm. So you you cannot fly, and also you cannot cast outside of the arena um, floor. Okay. So there's um, a there's an oval barrier that goes up. You remember from last time, because one of you missed with an arrow and it went plonk and and went into this magical barrier around the arena. Right. So I am going. <laughs> the reason I ask, uh, it it uh, the spell I'm casting is a forty foot high cylinder. All right. And it is. Let me make sure I'm reading this. Uh. Hold on. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to look at the... a oh, 30-foot radius, so it's 60 feet. So, how much of the arena... So, this arena is 100 feet? Yes. So... Huh. I'm trying to figure out where to cast this. Guys, you gotta know what your spell you're doing yeah, and I'm what you're doing to, before your turn. I'm going to so cast like, this... Uh, Twig uh, and Crispin are next. I'm gonna cast this... Oh. Is there 60 feet between him and uh, Talfeth? Is that... I can't see the grid. Yes. Well. That's, yeah, it's okay. exactly 60 feet. Okay, so I'm going to put it one space over so it just encompasses the guy, the the, 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 the dude, and I'm casting Dawn. Dawn, okay. Um, it is a 40-foot-high cylinder made of bright light. Uh, they need to make a constitution saving throw of 17. Okay. Or they'll take 4d10 uh, radiant damage, or half if they succeed. Um, a con save. Um, failed. Okay. Uh, uh, and then basically they they must take that same they must make the same throw again if they end their turn in it. And it's basically sunlight um, okay. that's hitting him. And if uh, if I am within 60 feet of it, I get to move up to 60 feet as a bonus action. Okay, you're not within 60 feet, but... No, I, of the spell, I'm within 60 feet of the of the sphere, of the cylinder. It's a 60-foot range. You said uh, you were casting on the enemy. No, I was casting it so the edge of the 60-foot is hitting him, so I'm casting it in the middle. You're casting it on Telfeth, basically. No, I'm shifting it over so it's hitting him only and not hitting Telfeth. Because uh, it's uh, a 60-foot radius. Okay, so basically uh, you're casting it on diameter, him. 60-foot diameter, and then moving it so that way it's only hitting him. The tel- the end is hitting him, and the rest of it is encompassing the rest of the arena. I don't understand. I'm sorry. You it's have to explain... 30- it's a 30 How, what are you what are you doing? It's a thirty foot radius. It's a sixty foot diameter. Sixty foot diameter. And where are you casting it on this map? I'm casting it in the middle of this of the arena, so that way the edge, the thirty foot edge, let's say on the right edge, is just hitting him, 
and not hitting, and the left edge is not hitting Telfeth. 35 feet in front of Telfeth. Okay. Because it's a 30, yeah, so it's, I'm casting it 35 feet in front of him. Okay. So that way it encompasses this whole middle area. Okay. And um, it's, it's so it's light? It's sunlight. And if I'm within 60 feet of the cylinder, I get to move 60 feet as a bonus action. Okay. Uh, and he takes 28 points of radiant damage. From the spell? From the spell, yes. The 28 points, yeah. Um, okay. And if he ends his turn there, he has to make the constitution saving throw again. Um, okay. And... This is a concentration thing then? Yep. Oh, I get it. I get it. Okay. I was just confused at how it worked. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, for my bonus action, uh, that's it, because I'm not within range. So I'm going to, I'm actually going to move, 5, 10, 15, I'll move 20, 20 feet forward. No, 15, uh, 1, 2, 15 feet forward. You're moving 15 feet forward. Yep. To the right. Okay. Uh, there we go. All right. That's it. All right. Um, that's, I don't think that I, I didn't measure that circle exactly, but it's the point, you know, you get the point. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, twig and then Crispin. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. It, it, it's any creature. So I do say, I will, as my verbal, don't step in the light. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to... So that's going to be super hard for melee creatures then. Yep, that's why I said they're going to hate me. Don't go to the light. <laughs> I'm going to uh, move uh, forward 30 feet. Okay. And I am going to take a shot at him. Uh, I don't have sneak attack. Nope. nope. So um, I am... Uh, I'm just going. I'm still going to take a shot at him with my crossbow. Sounds and, good. And uh, basically, Telfeth is the beacon. Don't go past yeah. Telfeth, and you'll be that okay. Is, that is a 20, <laughs> 22 to hit. Uh, it does hit. Twenty-two strikes true. And I do a whopping fourteen damage to. Okay. Piercing damage. Um, what, it, what kind of arrows are these? What's the... It is a plus two crossbow bolts. Okay. All right. And, uh, then, uh, I'm, I just, uh, I, I'm just going to use my verbal to say, whose idea was this? All right. <laughs> uh, Crispin. Um, I'm gonna run up right to the edge of the light because it. Yep. And Basically then. where Telfeth is. I'm gonna go ahead of Telfeth still, right there. Yep. Uh... And and then I'm going to uh, pull out my heavy crossbow plus two and take a shot at him. All right. So that is twenty-eight to hit. It hits. And that is that's fourteen damage for the first shot. All right. 
I'm going to uh, bonus action rage right now and take my second attack. Uh, that's uh, 26 to hit. And damage? And that is 14, 15, 17 damage that time. Okay, so in this bright light, you see um, a couple arrows sink in um, to accompany Bryn's arrows, and he's got a couple bolts inside. He looks just irritated. Um, he screams. Um, does, does anyone speak Infernal? Uh, I believe I do. I do. I do. All right, so what you hear in Infernal is, Come join me, my sisters. And... Ah, shit. And, um... Out of... Kind of... This etherealness that appears into being, there are two... And they are 60 feet... And what these look like, um, I will, again, I'm going to, this is for the uh, people here. So the ones that appear, appear to be these uh, winged, plate-wearing warrior maidens that are carrying massive swords. And a each of them has a coiled, glowing blue rope. Um, just a point of reference, because I know, uh, space matters. I cast the spell, like, five feet, the radius to be five feet in front of Telfeth, to bar basically barely hit him. So I don't know if that changes where these would spawn. Um, I just, I just made a circle, it disappeared. Okay. You basically imagine the circle there, then they would be, um, if they're 60, they can cast 60 feet, so they would be... They would be... But maybe the line is right in front of Crispin. No, sorry, they would be out of it because you said the sixty feet was just encompassing the guy, so he could cast out of it because he's in the. Because where oh, the line was, he would be. He would be like they could be like just outside the range. Yeah, okay. they'd be right it, It's there. radius. It's a circle. Yeah, yeah. So they'd be just outside the range. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Um, uh, they just appear, so it's not their turn at the moment. But have we seen these before? You have not. You actually, in a a long time ago, is in, at, uh, that, hold on, okay. long time ago, when you were first meeting Malama, yes. and he asked you to go recover something for him, one of these was painted on a wall, but yeah, you, never, you never um, dealt with it. You don't know what it is. You yeah. saw a picture of these before. Um, it was behind an altar, and you avoided it specifically. So you never fought these. You don't have any knowledge of what they are or what they should be. Um, all right, so for his turn, um, let's see. Um, he can... Okay, he is going to... Hmm. He is going to move. Um, is it sent... Uh, he's going to fly 60 feet, so he's going to take some damage. What is the damage as he exits that circle? Uh, he has It's nothing, because he has to end his turn there. Okay, got it. 
So he flies, his flight is 60 feet. Um, he is going to, okay. Um, your feast, so what happens is, as he lands, you feel that everyone around you feels this fear, but it is, it is absorbed by this feast that you just ate. And you're, you feel suddenly like you were about to run everyone around him in fear. But he looks around and is confused that you aren't running. So he just takes out... Um, <laughs> he just, verbal he, he's trying to bite Chris. He tries to bite Crispin. Um, as a reaction, I am going to cast... I'm going to do protection. Um, so he has disadvantage on the attack roll. Oh, on this first one? Yes. All right. So the bite is disadvantage. I'll roll two. Take the lower. Uh, probably a good thing. 20 and a 9 plus... Uh, uh, nine, 23. Um, That's still a hit. Yeah, the 9 turns into a hit. Um, it's plus 14. Um, you take... I'm going to just go with average damage for the moment. Um, you take 22 piercing damage. And roll a constitution saving throw with a 21 DC. You said con save? Yeah. Uh, eight, uh, 28. Okay. You save, but what you felt was this familiar presence of poison and your body just rejects it we are immune to poison yeah we yeah. are also immune so to poison. so every uh, this is that was uh <laughs> press it because you've you felt that poison and you're like didn't even affect you even with that roll um all right so he's going to as he bites he's going to reach around and try to claw you that is a 26 that hits. That's his 17 uh, slashing damage. So half a 17 is... Uh, uh, slashing, eight. right? Um, yep. As as he's hitting you with the, his claw, a tail whips around and tries to hit you upside the face. That is a 23. That's a hit. You take 15 bludgeoning damage and 21 fire damage. Oh, sorry. No, the tail does not. Sorry. It's 24 bludgeoning damage. I apologize. The 24. tail is just bludgeoning damage. So I take 12. And in his right hand, he takes his mace and he smashes it down on you, trying to put your head into your shoulders. And that is a 22. That's a hit. Okay, um, you take, that's, the mace is the one, you take 15 bludgeoning damage and 21 fire damage. And I know you're resistant to fire, so you take half fire anyway. I take half bludgeoning and half fire? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the fire normally wouldn't, um, I don't think that's not halved by rage, but fire genasi is resistant. So you take 10, not, you re-round down. From the fire. Um, uh, 
Uh, so no one is, uh, has to roll for... Um, you're not going to have to roll for fear or, or poison during this battle <laughs> from these uh, people. Um, Thank you, Sario. His oh. turn... <laughs> Sorry. Um, he... Um, uh... Can I laugh in his face? Um, you can... As he casts one, a wall of fire appears right along this line between Serial, Talfeth, and Crispin. A wall of fire, uh, let's see, uh, make a deck saving throw. You want to roll it for um, Talfeth, uh, Bryn? Do I need to make one? You do. Okay. It's a line... Directly, you guys are right in line of where he's casting it. Uh, Non-natural 20. Okay. Non-natural 20. Okay. Uh, 22. And, and you're, you're resistant as well, right? Yep. You fire. Okay. So you take, uh, on a save, you'll take half this. Uh, Uh, you take uh, 11 fire. Crispin, you take 5. Okay. Because you saved and you're resistant. The other one, the other guys take 11 fire damage. Right. And that um, that wall of fire stays um, for the duration until he takes damage. Um, on the side of the... Um, this, the, fire, the wall of fire is facing out, obviously, from where uh, uh, he is. It has no effect on that side, only on your side. And that is his turn. Mark Whale. Can I still see him? You you can you can make out a a, a, a body, yes. It is it is fire, but you can still see it's not a you know, like if you look through a campfire, it's a huge wall of fire, but it's not uh I don't think it's a... let's see. The wall is oh the wall is opaque so you you do see shadow but you uh, you don't see clearly. What are you doing? I cannot see it. You you can you can make him out. All right, cool. So I whip out my tiny wand and uh, <laughs> my tiny wand. No judgment. I whip out my tiny wand is Keep the quote of the ass. day. <laughs> what a way! What a what a way to end the round of combat! I whip up my tiny <laughs> wand. He just named our. He just named our episode. Hang on, hang on. Nobody, nobody. Everyone's tries to stifle a laugh. <laughs> but you don't know what I'm doing with my tiny wand. Okay, what are you doing? I don't either. Okay, I'm going to point it at him and cast magic missile level seven. Whoa! Whoa. Nice. Uh, there is no resistance to that. He takes 74 plus one plus seven. So that's uh, 34 damage. 34. Oh, and even through the wall for the first time, as he was resistant to fire and he's laughing through the fire, all of a sudden these seven darts go flying out, these arcane darts of white bluish color and they go piercing through the through the wall and they uh actually they would go over the wall and drop down on him and, and they're whistling and screeching the whole time yeah and they start 
burrowing into his body, and actually, after the last couple, even through the wall, you see a little blood. All right, and uh, because I cast a spell, my orb of wild magic activated. Yes. Uh, now, for the next minute, I regain five hit points at the start of each of my turns. Nice roll. Sweet. That's a good roll of wild magic. All righty then. All uh, right. Anything else? I don't have anything else I can do. So no. All right. Round two. Um, these newly summoned creatures. Um, uh, you, no one is, uh, okay. So, moves in toward, uh, I'm gonna roll, uh, 50-50. Uh, moves on Twig. And, uh, Pulls out, it, it has a long sword and makes three massive quickly quick attacks with the long sword. Um, these are all plus eight, so natural 20 and two 16s. 16s a miss, right? 16s a miss, yeah. Okay, the 20, ah, it's only, oh, wow. Okay. I use uncanny dodge, so I cut the damage in half. Um, okay. Well, you take uh, 12 slashing damage, mm -hmm. and you would have taken 13 poison damage and been incapacitated. However... <laughs> I'm so is that half of 12 then I take? That That is half. Oh, 12 is half. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I use my spirit shield and block um, 3d6 damage so that I rolled 8. So he, take, he, he only takes 4 damage. Okay. Um, and it looks so irritated at Crispin and is looking pretty pissed off and takes its rope and goes to tie it around your body, Crispin. I need you to roll a... Um, a DC 15 um, dexterity check. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Strength or dexterity, your choice. Which one you roll? Strength, then I'm rolling strength. That's easy. That makes it uh, 29. Okay. So the rope goes flying and you, you basically push it away and it coils back up and she is so pissed off right now. Um, next is um, Nan Bryn and Talfeth, and then the other. Uh, uh, these are Aaron, yes. All righty. So. Or Aaronese. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but Aaron, yes. Aaron, yes, I believe. I am yeah. going to attack my, my boo over there. <laughs> my sworn boo. <laughs> Your sworn boo. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think you might have disadvantage through. Let me look. Let me just rule it, look really quickly. Okay. Because I think the wall of fire. Uh, I have sharpshooter. Uh, yeah, it doesn't actually say it has missile, um, especially if it's magic. So, yeah, magic can pass through. Oh, okay. All right, uh, cool. Okay. 
Um, so I am going to roll with a sharpshooter on everything. So first attack is a 19. I forgot. Does that hit? It does hit. does hit. Woohoo. 19 just barely hits. I, I like these levels where you can roll like a 14 and still get a good hit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so with that, it's 7, 10, 11, 12, 22 damage. Okay. Second. Um, I am actually going to cast. I don't quite know why I didn't do this ahead of time. I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark. All right. As a bonus action. Um, on my boo over there. <laughs> my boo. <laughs> so. Each time. <laughs> he thinks he's scary, but he's not. Boo. Uh, that's a 21. 21 to hit. That a hit. That is a hit. And... So the, he's got basically, if I count right, five arrows. Well, three arrows and two bolts stuck in him. Yeah. Um, six, ten. Eleven, he's looking ten, a little like a pincushion at this six, point. 10, 17, 22, 32 damage. Why so much on that one? Um, oh, because Hunter's Mark adds an extra. Ah, six. Which, you, which you just cast for the first time. Yep. Plus I have the three. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> plus I have the three d six for being a sworn enemy, the d eight, and um, plus ten for my sharpshooter. Got it. Uh, Talfeth, you need to roll because you are starting your turn in the um, the wall of fire. Um, okay. Talfeth needs to roll. Um, oh no! Ends its turn. Sorry. Within ten feet. Of either side of the wall, so okay. it does say it does say end turn. So you've actually you took uh, some damage before, but mm -hmm. so as long as I don't end my turn there, you you yeah you need to okay. not be in the ten feet of the fire. I have a quick question for you. Um, I am concentrating on this spell, the um, spirit shroud. Uh huh. Am I able to cast a special that expends a cell a spell slot? As long as it's not concentration, I don't see why not. Yeah, it's it, it, okay. It, 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 a concentration spell would nullify the one you're concentrating on. Okay. Now I have a question again. So there is divine smite, and then there's improved divine smite. So one is you can expend a spell slot, and the other one is just whenever you hit. So is the improved the one that takes precedence over the? I think improved divine smite is just a better version of divine smite. You still have to cast it. So I still expend a spell slot, or yes, I don't? Yes, you do. Because um, it just says, whenever you hit with a melee weapon, the target takes an extra 1d8 radiant damage, and that's all it says. But regular Divine Smite says you can expel one spell slot to deal 2d8 extra da radiant damage. Oh, all your melee carry divine power whenever you're a creature. That's right. It's, a, it's innate, so you get 1d8 radiant damage yet since level 11. So you don't have to do a slot. Okay, so then if I expend a slot, then it gives me the extra D8 damage. Correct. Extra 2D8, so you should be at 3D8 radiant damage if I... Is it, does it stack? It, I don't believe so. Okay. All right, cool. That's that's what I'm going to do. I am actually going to take Whelm, and I'm going to swing, swing that guy. Okay. <laughs> actually not going to throw him. And um, I'm going to... 
That is a 25 to hit. All right. Um, and how much so damage? I am going to do Searing sm or Divine Smite. All right. I'm going to expel one spell slot. So it gives me two D8 extra radiant damage. Um, and in, on here it says... Uh, I, oh, I'm going to expel a level two spell slot, just so you know. Um, because for every spell slot higher than the first... You get an extra D8, yep. I get it. Oh, I'm no, hold on. Extra D8 plus an extra D8 for every spell slot is higher. Plus... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm just going to do level one because it's just a plus 1D8 against undead or fiends. Is this a fiend? You... you it, it is a fiend. Okay. So I'm actually going to get an extra 3d8 of radiant damage. Okay. Um, along with my d8 of regular damage. Along with my extra d8 of radiant damage from my spirit shroud. So where's it? I need one more d8. There it is. So I have 5d8 damage. 5, 10, 20, 22 damage on this one. Okay. And then second attack. Um, so now that he's caught damage from the spell, he cannot regain hit points until the start of my next turn. And his um, speed. Okay. And it, his speed is um, reduced by 10 feet. What, what effect prevents him from healing? The spell, the spirit shroud. Ah, so okay. Any creature that takes this damage, which is the extra 10 D or extra D eight cannot regain hit points until the start of your next turn. Okay. Um, so second attack is, uh, 29 to hit. And that is, um, 11 plus nine. Oh, I'm sorry. It was actually 31 points of damage because I forgot to add my modifier. A plus nine. So this is a um, 21 damage. Okay. I'm sorry, 20 damage. Just 20. 20 damage. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Lots of math for this one. <laughs> um, and I'm actually going to... I'm just going to step to the side so I'm 10 feet away, but still within 10 feet of, of uh, the monstrosity. Like here? Yeah, like I just want to kind of move so I'm away from the wall, but still within range. The wall is right here, so. Yeah. Yeah, you're in range of him here. Okay. So then um, I choose him that uh, he's, since he's within 10 feet of me in the spirit shroud, um, that at the start of its turn, his speed will be, be reduced by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. Got it. Okay. Um, okay, so, all. all right, so next is this Aaron Yes turn. Um, the, hmm, would we do that yet? Okay, um, Rushing in here um, with advantage is going to attack Talfeth. 
first one is a 23 to hit. That hits. Uh, just barely hits. Yep. And that... Um, Talfeth takes... Um, eight damage on the first one. Okay. 17 and a... Okay. Um, this 23... I'm just going to tell you if it... What's the... Armor class is 26, right? Or 22? Uh, 22. Okay. So, the second one hits and you take, um, five slashing damage. Um, because the poison doesn't apply. And, uh, the third one does take a, uh, that's 20, um, that is 20 damage. 20, 20 damage? 20 damage on that one. Okay. You guys can, ooh, okay. Um, so do I have to roll concentration? Yes. If 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 uh Talfeth is casting a spell, yes. Yeah, he's you have to roll it, you have to roll it three here. times. Three times? Okay. And, and does does uh does uh Talfeth have Warcaster or anything that gives advantage on concentration checks? Uh not that I see. Um he's got a, he's just a plus one on saves. Would this be considered a save? Yeah, it's a save. Yeah, it's a concentration. It's it's basically a constitution saving throw. Constitution saving? Okay. Basically. Cool. Um So he got a 20 uh 21 four, oh, I'm sorry. A 24 17 and a 13. Okay. Um yeah, you uh you're still concentrating. Ooh, um the this one takes its rope and tries to coil it around um, around Talfeth, being closest. Actually, they're really intelligent. Um, they're gonna try to cast it around uh, around Serial. Serial, I need you to roll a um a strength or dexterity check fifteen. Okay. Oops. A check, not a saving throw. That's oh. And it's not a constitution saving throw. It would have been a constitution check. They're different. But uh, I'll, I will I'll retcon it. I thought anything that you're doing to dodge something is a saving throw, and then it's check is like an ability. It specifically says check. Uh, okay. Um, a check is different than a saving throw. 16. Okay. You uh, are not restrained by this rope and they're super pissed off uh it is your turn next okay how's everybody i'm gonna look around how does everybody look health wise uh i don't have a scratch mm, on me yeah uh okay i am going to well that's level five spells wasted i'm going to drop it so there's no longer this giant beam of light behind everybody. You're in front okay. of everybody. Got it. Uh, I am then going to switch over. Actually, wait, before I drop it, I'm still within 10 feet of that wall, huh? 
the mm. firewall because I had to make a You save. are. Okay. I'm going to use my bonus action to move. like, Because I can move 60 feet so long as that thing was there. Before I drop it, I'm going to use my bonus action to move 60 feet. Uh, just not even just down two and then over. Yeah, there we go. Am I still within 10 feet of it? The wall? Because I don't remember how it was. No, you're just outside of it. Okay, I just want to be outside of it. And am I still within range? Okay, and then I'm going to cast... I'm going to drop it, and I'm going to cast Beacon of Hope, which it's within a 30-foot uh, range of me. And basically, any number of creatures, so all my allies within range, for the duration, each creature has advantage of Wisdom Saving Thoughts, which we already have, Death Saving Throws, and they regain the maximum amount of hit points possible when and done with any healing. So not just okay, not just potions, but spells now too. So long as this is active, got it. Uh, and um, that's all I can do. <laughs> well, I cast it. I don't think I have to stay within thirty feet. As long as I cast it within thirty feet, then I can. Shit, I, I don't know how that works actually. Oh, it just says 30 feet. It's not a radius or anything like that. So, yeah. Everybody within 30 feet of me, full healing, whatever. And I'm going to use my movement to shift back. <laughs> well, two, uh, five feet. I'm going to move back. There we go. Yep. Okay. Five, so... Ten. I'm still within 30 feet of Tom. So, basically, just boosted your friends. Yep. Five, I'm still within 30 feet of Crispin, I think. Five, All right, Twig. Okay. I see that thing drop. And uh, I jump up, click my heels, go, <laughs> and uh, I run forward 30, uh, actually 50 feet, because it doubles my movement. Does that prevent an opportunity attack? It gives her disadvantage on the other. Okay, so I'm going to roll that opportunity attack. Uh, that is a, uh, what is there, plus? Uh, both of them are 14. They miss. Okay. She only gets one, right? You said disadvantage. Oh, both, both of them 14. Okay, fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I'm basically 15 feet to the right. Or 50 feet. 50 feet. 50 feet. Are you starting here? Yeah. Uh, you would be standing right inside the wall oh, if you're there. I well yeah. uh just to the other side of the wall if i can make it so well that's 50 feet that's what i'm yeah. saying like i guess no i'm uh, i guess it right yeah, eh, it's yeah. it's right it was right here so you would i guess you'd just just be past it okay. but passing through it you're gonna have to roll a dexterity save okay uh dexterity saving throw passing through the wall yeah, that's only 27. Okay, then you only take... Um, Danger? Uh, uh, when it enters the wall on a first time, so you take uh, half of this. Uh, you take 11 fire damage. Running through the wall. And I can't use evasion on that, right? I guess because, you know. No. It's not, a, it's not 11, an eight. 11 is half, right? It is I, half. Okay. No worries. 
And then I'm, since uh, Big Boy is engaged with my buddy, Crispin, I'm going to turn around with a, my crossbow. I'm going to give him a sneak attack. All right. That is a 29 to hit. Nice hit. And let me see. 12 damage plus my sneak attack. So 33 damage total. Okay. And uh, as you do that damage, you you see the fire get consumed and sucked into the um, this fiend. And it is tra it's transformed. It looks like all of the the fur from the previous, it is now a scaled creature and it, it transformed into another creature. It grows in size a little bit and now it is completely covered in scales instead of any fur. The bat-like wings um, pull in and it is no longer able to fly. However, it does appear bigger and stronger. Same creature, just it absorbed all this fire, and um, we have a Pokemon. It's evolved. He didn't. He didn't heal. You actually burned. You got him just past that point to transform. Okay. All right. It's like Final Fantasy. Uh, all right, Twig. Um, That's it for me. All right, Crispin. All right, I'm going to whisper to Black Razor. I think it's time, and he's going to cast haste on me. Ah. Uh, uh, now my AC is uh, 20 instead of 18, and I get three attacks. Oh, that's right. So, uh, Black Razor, I'm going to hit. Uh, I'm going to do the, um, the uh, let's call it, use my Great Weapon Master feat and take a, a, a minus five to the attack roll and get a plus 10 to damage. Okay. Uh, so the first attack is... Only um, 29. Does hit. Okay. Uh, so that is... So you take a strike at him, at this newly grown creature and digs in and you you see the, the stars <laughs> in Black Razor in the field. The stars stay in place as you're burning through. And then the stars start swirling and moving as it cuts through um, his scales in the chest. Ooh, that's fun. So that's uh, 33 damage for the first hit. Uh, second hit um, is um, 24 to hit. Uh, 24 does does hit. Okay. Um, five, 16, 26. That's 29 damage for that one. This is looking more like a Baylor. Um, it's not a Baylor, but it has started to take on the appearance of it. Very similar to what you've, what you saw in Tarnham. So Twig, this, it gives you a reminiscent, like this fiend is probably something from the same realm as, um, where Baylor's come from. Ooh. 
Okay. And then for my third attack... What was the damage on the second one? 29. Okay. Um, this is also the same to hit, so it's 10, 11... That was a 24? Yeah, 24 to hit. Okay. And... And this is 32 damage. All right. And he... The, the wall of fire is gone, by the way, because he, he absorbed... Basically, also, you noticed that there were some, like, sconces around the arena to give, like... You know, at night, if they had a battle, that gives, like, really good lighting. And they're all extinguished. My, he Every, didn't regain hit points, right? Because he can't... He did, he did not. He okay, did not. Cool. He transformed... <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah, he he wanted to, but could not yeah. do so. He wanted to, but he couldn't, because somebody, gosh. <laughs> okay, anything else, Chrisman? That good? Oh, you're That's such a now. party pooper, mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he so he screams, and out of his fist, uh -oh. a throwing it at at this direction um, throws a fireball. Oh, by the way, because I did hit him with, with my attacks while raging, he has disadvantage on attacking anyone else. With melee attacks, yeah. It's um, a fireball, so we got to make a deck spell? save? Uh, deck save, yes. It's a spell, yeah? Is it a spell? It is a spell. Right. Where was he throwing? Um, basically in an area that compasses this, just these two. Because gotcha. you guys spread out. So who needs, who needs to make the save? Um, Mark Whale and Serial. Exterity saving throw. Man. I'm going well, to give myself advantage. Uh, All right. Not to, not to be picky, but it, according to the, using uh, the Barbarian Ancestral Protectors, it says, um, the first creature you hit with an attack on your turn becomes the target of my spiritual warriors, which hinder its attacks. Until the start of your next turn, that target has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against you, and when the target hits a creature other than you with an attack, that creature... But it's not an attack, it's a spell. Damage. It's an AO. It's specifically, it's specifically attacks. Okay. Not so spells. That... Okay. Yeah. And he's also targeting at the AOE, so it's not like a specific target either. All right, so... um. He's attacking the ground, and we just happen to be there. Nine. Natural twenty. Um, okay, so so you take, um, you take twenty-five damage, and on a fail, you take fifty. It's halved again for me because I'm resistant to fire. Well, that's this is just not good. This is a bad like you. You don't understand how much fire and poison damage. Or poison and um, uh, fire damage that you guys are like. Um, so, Serial, you failed the con save for your concentration spell. Uh, I have to roll. If I get a natural 20. I thought you just... I just saw you roll. Did, did, did you not? No, I did. I failed. Okay. <laughs> Let me say I failed, okay? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, so that was just a fireball. Now he's going to... Hang on. There's some there's one more thing related to the fireball that has to happen. Okay. Oh, um, wild magic? Yeah, why because I used Tiger Chaos 
to gain advantage. Yes. So, let me just pull up the table. I'm so nervous when this occurs, but I love it. Uh. <laughs> what? For the next minute, you randomly teleport up to 20 feet on each of your turns. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to roll a eight-sided dice, and I'll tell you what direction, and I'll move you. All right. How's, how's that? Um, oh, my gosh. It's not, your, it's not your turn. So he is furious at Crispin. He is going to throw everything at you. Um, that is a bite which will not have any poison damage. That is a... I'll just, what's your armor class? It's 20 now. Okay, 23 on the first one, a 19 plus um, 14, 27. On the, mace, on the mace attack, the one where he banged on Crispin's head the last time, um, I'm uh, Talfeft is going to do protection on that, so he has to roll a disadvantage for that one. Do you get to choose which one? Um, it, uh, what does it say? It just says, well, we I guess, I guess you, you can, I, is it, if it's, if it's a reaction, you could choose on the mace then. Yeah. It just so, says you can see attacks, a target other than you make. All right. Then I'm going to, to impose a disadvantage. So six plus 14 is 20. The disadvantage still hit. And the, 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 uh, tail Okay, so basically hit you four times. I'll give you your total damage. Um, you take... God, man. You, you, you didn't take 42 poison damage. Um, you take 22 piercing damage. You're raging, so cut in half. Uh, cut in half, you take 11 from the claw. The mace, you take uh, 16... Bludgeoning damage and which is half, so that's eight. Um, and the fire damage is half too, right? Yep, that's correct. And so you take fire. ten fire, and the tail hit, you take twenty-four bludgeoning damage. So twelve. So twelve. Yeah, I'm giving you the total damage. You cut him in half, and round down. Um, um, he is also. Hmm. That's it for his turn. Mark Whale. <laughs> so, um, you haven't scratched me yet. For the feast, did it increase my actual hit points or give me temporary? It, all that didn't increased. do damage to you? I'm still in temporary hit point damage. It increased your... It's been, it's been your more than 24 hours since that. That was... We that, fought the Magpa? Yeah, that was before lunch yesterday. Okay, so I take... I get okay. healing because of the orb. Oh no, that was dusk last that night. Was, yeah, that was. That easy. was dusk. You're right. That was dusk. So I still have temporary hit points. All right. So what? Do you, uh, sorry, Mark Whale. Okay, so because uh, the orbs effect is still going, I gained five hit points at the start of my turn. Yep, and, and it, I'm gonna yeah. roll a d8, and you're just gonna randomly teleport. Is it at the beginning of your turn or the end? At the beginning. Oh. Okay. One, two, three. What? Wrong one. <laughs> you go. All of a sudden, Mark Well just goes boop. You can you can lock that layer so you can't move the background. Yeah, I could. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to go up so I'm. Is to the fire the... still going? 
by the way? The wall of fire? No, no, no. He absorbed that. Oh, Uh, he absorbed it. It actually just... That was uh, some just... He... It disappeared when he um, went to his second phase. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to go up to the southwest of Telfeth. Okay. That's my movement. No, like... Directly to the... um, like right below him. No, no, up. <laughs> okay, just tell me what direction and how far you're moving. Where Talfift is, he said, right next to Talfift. You don't no, have. Mov- you don't think you have. What's your movement? Thirty. Thirty feet. Okay. Uh, but down one. Okay. Down. All right. So uh, telepathically, because I can do that, I'm going to say to uh, big guy. Aw, does somebody need a hug? Do you speak Infernal? Uh, because it's telepathic communication, as long as it understands a language, it can understand you. Okay, so he hears in his his language, does someone need a hug? And he looks at you, growls. (laughs) What what is it? What does he say? You got the telepathy feet also? Uh, no. It's a feature. Oh. Oh, so your telepathy is better than my telepathy. Oh. This is also a warlock thing. Uh, I'm casting Arms of Hadar. Oh, you're hard Hadaring him. <laughs> Hagaring him. Uh, so, six gigantic tentacles tentacles grow out of his back and start just banging on everything within ten feet of him. Wait. What? What does the spell do? So, um... Everybody within 10 feet of him has to make a strength saving throw, uh, DC 16, or take, um, because I'm casting it at 5th level, 6d6 damage, and they're unable to use reactions. Okay, uh, so Talfeth and Crispin then, too. Yep. Now, I'm going to use... Uh, Wait a minute, one- so so it, it, is it, is arm, does Arms of Hadar let you choose the enemy, or is it uh, just an AoE? It's an AOE, but I have meta magic, which means I can change the spell so Talfeth and Crispin automatically succeed because I spent one point to do careful spell. Okay, so they succeed, which means they take half of the damage you're about to do. They take half of the damage and they don't get they they're still able to use reactions until the end of the like they're still Okay, able- okay roll your damage and I'm gonna roll the uh uh, strength for these two. Okay. Um, strength is... Um, so the first strength roll is 22 for the big guy. The Aranus is... Oh! The um, the second Aranus fails. Excellent. Uh, so... Uh, those that succeeded, those that fail take 28 damage. All right. Well, those that succeed take 14. And uh, what the kind of one damage? that failed, bludgeoning. Uh, and so, failed, so, so you take care. so Talfeth and Crispin take 14. Yeah, and Crispin, uh, you take seven. Yep. And no, it's necrotic damage. So. Oh, it's necrotic. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Thought it was bludgeoning. And. Uh, the, so, so the chronic is not resist. So, Chris, when you take 14. And the Aranus thing takes um, 
it cannot take reactions until the end of its next turn. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to do my quicken spell and use Eldritch Blast on... Uh, Wait, uh, did, was the other one a bonus action? No, it's an action. So well, now, Can I'm, you cast Eldritch Blast as a bonus action? Eldritch Blast spells. is a cantrip, which means I can... It's a cantrip with which takes an action, but because I can use Quicken Spell, I can turn it into a bonus action temporarily. Okay, got it. So, that's two more sorcery points to cast Eldritch Blast at the girl thing. Which one? That's three. The, 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 uh, Aranus, I think it's called. Yep. The one, the one, so if it's a ranged, you'll have disadvantage if they're within five feet of you. About ten feet away. Doesn't say anything. No. No, no, no. Any ranged spell, any ranged attack, if you're within five feet. It's ten feet away from him. Oh, is it ten it's feet? It's not. No. no. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, he, oh, from Mark Whale, not Telfeth. I'm looking at Telfeth, like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's... That's why he chose the Aranias, because it is... Got it. It's not a disadvantage on range. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so that's three attacks. Thanks, DM. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, plus eight for each of them, so that's... Wait. A ten, a twelve, and a thirteen to hit. For you cast three Eldritch Blasts? No, an Eldritch Blast is three things. Oh, I see. So what's the total? Uh, those are all rolling to attack. Uh, so it's oh wait, what were they? Ten, twelve, and thirteen. Okay, unfortunately, all the Eldritch Blasts <laughs> just basically bounce off of this plate mail armor. And it, it, it looks almost as if this black plate mail has like a resistance to magic as well. So all it right. didn't it didn't meet the AC and also it looks like it's resistant to some magical damage. All right, and because I cast a spell this turn, the orb does its wild thing. Me and all creatures within thirty feet of me gain vulnerability to piercing damage for the next minute. Why? <laughs> On within thirty feet? Yes. So that's That's all the enemies, Crispin, Marquail, and Telfeth. Uh, all of you have immunity for how long? No, it's not resistance. It's vulnerability. We take double oh, damage. Oh, vulnerability. We take double damage, and Crispin takes normal damage from piercing. What? So everyone, within, everyone within a 30-foot... It's, it's a wild magic thing. So me, the dudes, all of us... That I think that is we're that all not? everyone's vulnerable to piercing damage, except, except for, for me. Brand and Twig are not, yeah, right? Because they're too not, far away. I just don't get. I just don't get. You, you just take regular damage, yeah, right? Regular damage for piercing. That's okay, all. all right. Next round. Um, first to act is uh, um, this uh, Aranus, um, and looking at this. Uh, she would not know what occurred, though, with the metamagic until striking. So, actually, um, no one's, he hasn't seen, he looks, she looks around and hasn't seen anyone heal yet, but is going to uh, move toward Bryn, who's the closest, um, 
All right, so taking uh, three longsword attacks, I'll just roll them quickly. What's your AC? 18. Okay, natural 20, miss, and a normal hit. Nope, I'm too far. So the natural 20, uh, you take uh, 16. Um, so you take um, 20 slashing damage. And no poison damage for the for the crit, and you take eleven uh, slashing damage from the second hit. And as the second one hits, tries to wrap this rope around you. Roll a dex saving a dex check. I uh, roll uh, just a straight check. Yeah. Uh, 16. Okay, that is just... Uh, let me double check. I think it was 15 last time. It is 15, correct. Yep. Just checking. Okay, so um, you are not restrained. They are they are not doing well with their restraints at all. They're, they're like, they're looking at the rope like, what is wrong with these things? They're both looking at the ropes like, Takes it out like, is it tangled? <laughs> it's time. You better learn. That. And it is your turn, Bryn. <laughs> I'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> Alrighty. So. With okay. Sharpshooter, you can do point blank shooting too, can't you? Yes. Okay. It, it, it takes away all my disadvantages um, and uh, does not, like, unless it's 100% cover, cover does not give me disadvantage either. Got it. Well, there's no cover anywhere. Right. Um, but I'm still going to hit my boo over there because okay. he's my sworn enemy. So uh, that is an 18 to hit. Okay. Does it hit? Um, it just hits. <gasps> okay. Alrighty. So I still have Hunter's Mark on him. He's still my sworn enemy. I have... No. You're t I, wait, you're talking. You're hitting the big guy. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were hitting the one right in front of you. No, no, no. I was hitting the. Big oh guy. yeah, the the. Uh, what did you roll at eighteen? Eighteen. It does not. It 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 just. The other one's pierced in, but as he grew, uh, in size, those arrows just all got pushed out of his body, from the previous hits. And that uh, 18 does not hit. You have advantage, right? No, I don't. Oh. I don't. Okay. All right. Second attack. And you're attacking <gasps> the big guy again. Yeah. Natural 20. All right. What? Does your sword enemy give you advantage or no? Just more damage. No. It's just more damage. Um. Oh, crap. I do have advantage. <laughs> well, you're not going to get more than a natural 20. Yeah, I know. Just... Um... Uh, all right. Well, oh well. Okay. Hey guys, don't meta game, please. That's cool. Because each it's person should know how their stuff works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so natural twenty. So I have one, two, three, four d sixes. So that's twenty four plus a d eight. Starts at thirty two. And then, are we just doubling the dice, or I'm still D rolling? double dice plus your, your whatever your whatever your my bonus modifier. Damage. Okay. Yeah. 
So my basic damage between Hunter's Mark and everything is 32 damage. So 64. Times 2 is 64 plus 367 damage. Nice. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Plus sharpshooter. So 77, 77. damage. Times oh. 2 for the vulnerability, right? Oh, yeah. Times 2 it's, for vulnerability. Times 2 for vulnerability. Damage. This so is piercing damage? 64 yes. times 2. <laughs> 77 times 2. No, no, because the modifiers don't stack. So 128 plus 7 is 133. So 64 yeah. times 2. 128. 128 plus, plus 3 is 127. 131 plus 10 is 141 damage. All right. So that one hit, went, <laughs> he went from super like angry and hyper to like blasting. Um, so... Um, very nice. Um, all right. Uh, Talfeth. Actually, right after that turn, he takes an he takes a legendary movement. Um, and well, I'll, I'll it's at the I think it's at the beginning of the turn. It would be at the uh, it would be at uh, he won't do it yet. Go ahead with Talfeth. Okay. So Talfeth, oh boy, um, he's going to. You saw a little blood with that that massive shot. I did see a little blood. Okay. Yep. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and do. Let's see where. Because of that massive crit, which buried into his chest, and actually heard him go, "Oh!" Everyone has inspiration. That was such an inspiring, like, oh. shot from a distance while you're being attempted to beat and be entangled from one right in your face. You take a long shot. It buries as he was facing and trying to kill Crispin right in his, uh, right near his heart on the left side. And it, all you see is a little bit of shaft and a little fletching and it's starting to, <laughs> blood is starting to soak into the feathers. Nice. So I'm actually going to um, do an attack, and I'm going to do Divine Smite on this one. Um, so hopefully I, I hit. All right. Um, so that's a 30 to hit. Nice. I, I love this plus 13 modifier. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, so 8, 16, 26, 30 damage. All right. Um, so that was the same stack that I did last time, the Divine Smite. And then having the two extra D8s with the one D8 because it's, it's a fiend. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, and then I'm going to... Whoop. So since I hit him with that extra D8 from the spell shroud, or for the spirit shroud, he still cannot regain hit points until the spell did he Did he roll a concentration for those before? Talfeth? Yes. Okay. Yeah, did he need to roll another one for the area of effect damage? Or, I'm sorry, for... no. Well, yeah, when there was, was a... He was immune, because Marquel did, said that they didn't have to do a... No, he still, still took damage. Anytime you take damage, you have to... Oh, okay, yeah, I can yeah. roll it. So it, it is a constitution check, not a saving throw. Okay, so he still rolled um, a 12. 12 is... is about, 10, 10 is what's required. 10, okay, so cool. 12 is good. So he... Uh, he has that. So the big guy cannot regain hit points again. Okay. The second hit. 
is 21 to hit. 21 does not. It does not hit. Okay. Um, sorry, I, I'm not used to playing Talfif. So the 30 damage was supposed to be 39 because I forgot to add the modifier. It was okay. 30 dice plus 9. Okay, so that's... So what? So nine more? Yes, please. So nine more. Okay. Um, And then for movement... Um, I'm actually going to... Shoot. Lay on hands, is that considered... Oh, that's an action. Never mind. Um, I'm actually going to just stay right there. Okie dokie. Um, before the the Aranus here moves one spot next to this, and um, uh, as a action pulls out a potion. And gives it to the fiend. And that is, takes all the action, except for the rope. And it's still going to try to, I mean, I guess the closest is, yeah, really, the only option is Talfeth. So Talfeth roll a, a, uh, a, a dex check. Uh, 15. You just meet the requirement. It, you, they, they keep trying to use these ropes to tie people up, and Talfeth rip picks up that shield and says, I have none of that! And Welm goes, Ha ha! <laughs> so hopefully that wasn't a healing potion, because that would have been a waste. It, it was not. Dang. It is not. Um... Uh, Serial, Twig, Crispin, then the Fiend if it lives. Okay. <laughs> um, I am going to. Oh, this I'm probably going to regret this. I how, uh, I don't know anyone's health. I'm Go not ahead. doing great, but screw it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to cast Spiritual Guardians. Uh, at level five. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to move. So I'm within 15 feet of these dudes. So, yeah. And they have to make a wisdom saving throw. DC 17. The fiend and the Aranus? Yes. Okay. I'll do the Aranus first. Uh, wisdom. Where is my... Spiritual Guardians. Uh, fails. The Fiend goes um, plus four. Um, 17 exactly. Okay, so okay, he succeeds, I believe. It's still at DC 17. Hold on, let me double check. Yeah, DC 17. Um, so Fiend only takes nine points of radiant damage. 
Uh, oh, I made them radiant. And the Eris, whichever takes the Fiend does how much? Uh, nine points of radiant damage. And 18 for the Aranus. Okay. And the Aranus has, has the speed reduced, uh, I believe, in half. Oh, okay. Is that right? I might be 10 feet. Hold on, let me double check. Halved. Speed is halved. Speed is halved. Okay. Including flight? I guess any speed. Yeah, any speed. Okay, got it. They have to make the save when they start their turns. Okay, sounds good. Um, Uh, So they see these things emanate from you. Yep. All right. I'm not doing good. (laughs) All right. Uh, Twig. Okay, I am uh, very comfortable in my position where I'm at. (laughs) Twig is just there. Twig is like, this is, do you remember last arena battle? You were off by yourself again too. And you didn't get hit for crap. <laughs> I am very comfortable where I'm at. I'm just going to. I feel like uh, Twig is just sitting down on his butt, like pew, yeah, pew, pew. pew. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and do a, uh, another sneak attack. Because, just because I can, gosh darn. All right. Uh, oh, that is a 22 to hit. In the butt. Should have meant the it butt. just does not. It misses. Ugh. So the the second form is twenty four. Just to make it easy on you guys. No worries. No worries. Um. Uh, um I'm going to use my inspiration to reroll that. All right. Um, Wait. You have advantage anyway. Wait. Does does the sneak attack have advantage, or did you? No. No. Oh, sneak attack does more. Does sneak when attack more damage. Advantage, you see that when they're engaged with one. Or when you have advantage, got it. Okay. And, and I got, I got, it, only got a, a, a same thing. Twenty. Okay. So, right. Um, Crispin. All right, I'm going to go ahead and continue to beat on the big guy with uh, Black Razor. Okay. That is slashing damage, right? It is slashing damage, yes. Okay. Um, that was a. Um, I I didn't do the 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 great weapon match, so it's a twenty-eight to hit. That hits. And the first seven, black razor is just swiping away, cutting into these scales, and you're ripping a few scales apart from where you hit last time. So that's twenty-three damage. The first one. It's kind of making an X marks the spot from the two slices. Right. In the center. How much damage? Uh, 23. Ooh, nice. Um, Making the target for me. Right? <laughs> Soften nice. it up. Make it easy. Uh, that one is a, um, a, a, a 17. Uh, uh, that misses. All right. And the last one, I'll go ahead and... The, seven, the Black Razor cuts into this X... And he actually just moves back just enough and flaps his wings to pull back, but backs into um, the Aranus. So can't move too very far. <laughs> All right, the next one is uh, 24 to hit. That is exactly the strike, and that cuts it again. All right, and that's going to be 24 damage. Ooh, nice. You're seeing blood coming. Now you're seeing blood as you're cutting into these scales. You see bloods flying and black goes, This is this is feeling good. This is feeling good. Um, is that it? Uh, yep, that's all I can do for now. 
All right? He screams, fine! Anyone who went infernal. And throws a fireball at his feet. So I need Talfif, Marquail, Serial, and Crispin to roll a dexterity check. Uh, can I try a level 5 counterspell? Um, you can certainly try that. Right, I am. Um, it does not succeed. Uh-oh. This is a this is an innate at will thing, not a not a sp it is a fireball, but it is an at will um feature, not a cast spell with a slot. Um he didn't have it re this this round he has it. Um It's not a saving throw, it's a it's a check. It's a dexterity. No, this is dexterity. It's I think it's a saving throw. Let me roll. Let me look. Um I think it's a uh, with Fireball the spell, it's a saving throw. So uh, dexterity saving throw, it says, specifically. Oh, cool. uh, Talfuff got 18. Okay, um, the DC is... Um, uh, it's 21. Natural 20. Okay, that... What's your plus, as long as it's more than plus one? Uh, Dex. Plus three. Excellent. Um, uh, what did uh, Talfuff got an 18... Mark Whale, what did you get? I failed by a little bit. Uh, four. <laughs> okay. And uh, Crispin. That was the natural 20. Oh, that's... So you're saved. Um, um, okay. A fail is 35 fire damage. The succeed is um, 17. And so for me, since I'm resistant, I get half of 17. If you're resistant, that's correct. And same with you, Mark Whale. Are you fire resistant? No, you're gold, right? Yeah, that means I'm fire resistant. Oh, okay. Great. So you take, uh, I guess it would be eight uh, fire damage. And same for you, Crispin, I guess. Half of 17 rounded down. Yep. Eight. All right, he is going to... Oh, did he make his wisdom save in the beginning? Um, oh, no. Let me do that right now. Uh, that is a... What is the plus? I'm sorry. I have, it on this. I have all these screens. Uh... Uh, that is a, uh, 18. Okay, he succeeds. So he takes 13 points of radiant damage. Okay. And he is going to move here, which mm -hmm. means that Talfif gets a opportunity attack. Um, and since it's not Barquail's turn yet, you are vulnerable to piercing damage, I think. Yeah, um, it lasts opportunity a attack is... It lasts how long? It lasts a minute. Okay. Oh, then everyone does. Okay. <laughs> what do um, you... So 29 to hit. For what? For Talfith? For Talfith's opportunity Great. Attack. That's that's a great... Yeah, what's the damage? Um, let me see. Let me, let me check my spell really quick. Okay, so it says any attack, so that includes opportunity attacks? 
Um, I mean, it says any attack. Opportunity attack is an attack. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the evil laugh. <laughs> we're going a little bit longer this episode, but it's worth it because we're going to conclude this battle. Oh, sweet. Okay. So I that's 3d8 of damage. And so um, a 24 plus 9, 33 damage. Okay. Nice. I rolled max damage, yes. Nice. Um, now, I also have this thing called Relentless Avenger. So when I hit a creature with an opportunity attack, you can move up to half your speed immediately after the attack as part of the same reaction without provoking other opportunity attacks. Okay, so are you moving? Um, yes, I would like to move in a way where I'm flanking him with Serial. Okay. Right there. All right, sounds good. So um, basically, this... four of you surrounding this uh, fiend. Yes. And if he didn't have it before, he gets no healing until the end of my next turn. Got it. Okay. Uh, Mark Whale. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That that was just, he just moved. Yeah, he just moved. Okay, so. Um, he did his fire thing. What is, what is your armor class, Serial? 22. I'm going to die. Was his fireball thing in action, or was that like a legendary thing? It's at will. Okay, ah, the, gotcha. the first bite is um, natural 20. I'm, I undo it, so regular damage. Okay, then you take 22 piercing damage doubled, which is 44. No, 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 I undo it. I don't I, take critical hits. I know, but you're vulnerable to piercing damage. Oh, okay. Everyone is that was in that group. Okay. So that's 44. Vulnerable is double. So that's 44. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Uh, okay. Hold on. I got to nope. my uh, concentration. Hold on. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Unless I roll a natural 20. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So um, spiritual guardians drop. Okay. 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 Um, the second attack is the claw. Okay. Um, which is slashing, so it does not double. It is a 29. Okay. Um, you take 17 slashing damage. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. The uh, tail whips out. Uh, uh, I'm down. Okay. The tail whips out and tries to strike um, Talfeth. Uh, actually. Did he have disadvantage or whatever? Disadvantage um, for what? What, 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 uh, Crispin, anything? Um, yeah, because he's attacking Serial, I would like to, um, um, uh, use my spirit shield as my react, as my reaction and block, um, 3d6 damage from Serial from that last attack. Okay, so the claw attack, you, uh, instead of 17, you take how much off of it? Uh, I take 3d6, so that's, uh, 9, 10, 11, 11 damage that I took off of it. Okay, then then for that one, you only take um, uh, 6. Okay. Okay, I'm not down. Then the tail would go at you. Okay. <laughs> that is a... It's, it's a ludicrous 32. Oh, just... <clears throat> and that is 24 bludgeoning damage. Okay, now I'm down. Okay. And then turning around... Looking around at this, 
looking around at who might heal and who's like here, takes the mace and smashes Mark Whale. Yeah, yeah. From the, from the uh, uh, last attack. Um, Wouldn't Crispin get two uh, Sentinel attacks? I shut up. I no, get, no, yeah. because I used my reaction for the spirit shield. Yeah. Oh, right. um, that is a thirty um, to hit, and uh, I'm gonna roll this because it could be. Uh, if I do average, it could be really bad. Um, you know, Mike. I something I should have said earlier is, but he had disadvantage on all those attacks, and he uh, everyone has resistance against all of his attacks because oh. I, I hit him while I was. Uh, Raging. Um, cool. Those were all with disadvantage. He has a plus 14 on every hit. Oh, wait a minute. So then but the 44 should have been 22. Yeah, because everyone has resistance to all attacks. No, he... Because of my my uh, spirit shield. Because because of, I'm raging. And he has disadvantage on all... Or he has disadvantage and every everyone else has resistance to his damage. Yeah, but they're, they're vulnerable to, to piercing. So right, that means so, he just takes regular damage. So then okay, that, 20, all right, so it's you fine. It's done. It's already done. Yeah. Um, but the mace attack, uh, yeah, if you have something like that, you got to say it when it occurs or it doesn't happen. Um, so the, because I can't go back and unroll. <laughs> um, so the attack on Mark Whale, though, you did say that, so... That first one is a 30. The second one is 28. That is with, that's with disadvantage. Um, then the damage would be halved by this, right? The uh, bludgeoning damage? It'll yes, that's regular. correct. Oh, bludgeoning. Yeah, it'll be right? Okay. Know. Yeah, because so. he has resistance. Oh, okay. okay, so then that is... It's only 15 damage, Mark Whale. Because it's cut in half, right? And that is his turn. Next, uh, you're, you're still up, Markwell, right? Yeah, I'm up. Okay, it's your turn. All right, teleport. I'm going to do that right now. I'm, I'm putting Serial, like, kind of transparent to be down. Um, so your wild magic stacks? It, it does. Well, each effect, it can. It's not a replacement. Oh man, I didn't know that. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. This is how dangerous he is. This is <laughs> the Beast, entire... heals and teleports and everything else. Two. Maybe we should keep him in that astral One, plane two. for a little while. <laughs> Teleport. You are further away now <laughs> to the northeast. 20 feet? Am I still oh. within 60 feet of him? Oh yeah. Yeah, you're, you're uh, about 30 feet away. Right. This is a teleport. He downed Serial. Marquail is pissed. Uh, so he's casting Disintegrate on him. <gasps> okay. Make a dex saving throw. Dex saving throw. He has advantage on saving throws um, against spells. That is a dex saving throw. Is That's a 17 for the first roll. I'm going to subtract a d4. Oh, wait, wait, let. Oh. And the second one was uh, a seven. Okay, so I'm giving him a D4 penalty, so he will fail. 
How how are you doing that? Uh, I have bend luck. As a reaction, I can add a d4 bonus or penalty to his roll. Okay. And that's that's a uh. So that's a subtraction. So he fails because he uh, he just beat my AC by one. Uh, because I used bend luck, my wild magic triggers again. Wait, this is all before you cast the spell. Yeah. Oh crap! And then you. Oh. Okay. Uh. Da 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 da. All right. So this is to to see whether it hits him or not, right? Correct. What? Because this effect might <laughs> oh. might throw this off. Uh, each creature within 30 feet of me becomes invisible for the next minute. The invisibility ends on a creature when it attacks or casts a spell. Okay. So everyone here is invisible. But it will still hit him, right? Um, does the wild magic trigger on the spell cast? Uh, it just says that it triggers... It triggers uh, whenever I use the class feature I just used. You well, then you use the class feature in order to reduce his um, save. So then it triggered. So he is invisible, which means, I mean, I think he already had advantage. I, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I mean, they're all invisible, but it's still going to hit him. So what is the damage on a uh, disintegrate? Right. Something like a hundred hit points. He takes 65 force damage. Force damage. Okay. Whoo! That, as he turns invisible, you can see him grimace in pain. All right. Uh, because I cast a spell, wild magic goes off once again. We should all make wild mages and just see what the hell happens. Basically, everyone dies. Yeah, we all die. For you guys were the one who allowed a walking nuke into the party. I didn't. Says as he casts fireball. Uh, where, we didn't make Waif get that letter to you. Yeah. 21. Creatures have disadvantage on saving throws against the next spell you cast in the next minute that involves a saving throw. Oh, so the next time you cast a spell. Got it. The next time I cast a spell that has a saving throw. Okay. Advantage. End of turn. Yep, that's all. All right, so um, this one by Bryn is going to <laughs> throw her lasso at cereal. <laughs> no, um, is first going to try to restrain you. Um, I assume Dex is higher for you. For Bryn? Yeah. Yes. So roll a Dex check. Dex check. Okay. Uh, 18 plus... Three, okay. 21. Alright, you, uh, succeed. Um, she is just going to try to, um, actually, is going to fly 60 feet after failing on the rope. You get a, you, I assume as it leaves, you get an opportunity attack. Yes! Okay. <laughs> I will do... Um... I'm going to do sharpshooter on her. Uh, 12, 17 to hit. 
Um, 17. Yes. Uh, uh, as you shoot, it, it, it pings against this plate armor and the arrow bends. And she looks back and flaps her wings and... <gasps> in, um, Such sass. In Infernal, which is what they all speak, goes, uh-huh. <laughs> nice try. I say bitch in Infernal. <laughs> Takes one and no one. <laughs> and, and attacks... Um, and attacks you three times with a longbow. Attacks me? Yeah, attacks you from the di- okay. from the distance. Okay. Um, that is a plus seven. Uh, you are not vulnerable to person damage, but they don't care after that comment. Okay. Uh, twenty-four natural twenty and a twelve. So the natural twenty, you take sixteen. Uh, that's sixteen thirty 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 three piercing damage. You're not vulnerable, so you're out of the thing. So it's not. Right. Um, so that's yeah, and the um, the second one only does eleven. The one that the regular attack, the crit was. Oh, if, if my oath bow wasn't already triggered. I understand. <laughs> um, that quick. is her turn, but it is your turn next. Qu- yep. Question for you, really quick: Is the big guy before me or after me? Um, he is right after you. Okay, thank you. Alrighty, how does the big guy look? He's hurt. He's hurt badly. Okay. Well, I am going to use my bonus action to move my hunter's mark to my new boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> because okay. This, this just became a cat fight. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to sharpshoot this bitch ass. <laughs> Okay. All right. Here we go. First shot is 18 plus 5. So 23. Um, okay. 6, 9, 10, 11, 21 to hit or 71 damage. Oath bow effect that? No, no, not the oath bow because it's not the big guy. Serial, how many hit points do you have normally? 100. Okay. <laughs> I would have survived, I think, if the half damage applied, but whatever, it's done. <laughs> Alright, and then my second attack. Well, the club would have taken you out. It wouldn't have gone so- to somebody else. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> second attack oh, yeah, the club is yeah. 22 to hit. Uh, that is a hit. And So the, the first one was what? 21 damage, so it was a 23 to hit. They so both they both strike. Okay, so twenty-one damage for the first one. Oof. And the second. She one... she was unhurt till then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the second one is six, nine, twelve, uh, twenty-two damage. Ooh, nice. For the second one. Yeah, they're not nearly as strong as the others. They're neither are bleeding, but they're both they're both carrying. Uh, some scrapes and bruises, and now an arrow in the side of the armor. Nick looks down and goes, that's not nice. 
Yeah, that's okay. Um, can I use? <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> can I use my action point to apply ointment? Is that because we had said that we could use our action points to take a potion? Would that apply to like Kiedemann's ointment? Yeah, you can take it. Yeah, for myself. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna. Go An action ahead. point. Yeah, you can use your action point to do that. I'm gonna use my action point to do um, the ointment. Okay. So I get um, 2d8 plus 2. 2d8 plus 2. No, it's just 18. Oh, it's just full. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Potions uh, we just max. It's. So I'm going to heal for 18 points because I was looking kind of. I understand. <laughs> All right. And then that's. Uh, that's Telfeth. And then the other Araness. All right. That's then uh, Serial Death Save. Okay. So tell fifth's turn. Do I roll it or you'll roll it? Um, I'll roll it. Okay. Um, I'm actually not going to tell you what it is either. Oh. Just remember that we have advantage on death saves. We do. Oh, no, we don't. No, we don't. We don't? Okay. The, fe the feast is not death saves. It's... And my beacon's gone. Yep. I was basically neg neg uh, negated this entire fight. <laughs> So um, I'm gonna go ahead and hit uh, the big guy. Okay. The tall fifth. Uh, he's invisible. The yeah. Big guy's invisible. Actually, so is tall fifth and Crispin and the Aranus. Everyone's invisible here. Except, I... except for number three. Was outside of it? Yes, yeah, she was by me. She's. By oh me. yeah, that's right. That's right. Good point. Okay. okay. So does that mean I won't be able to hit him? You have a disadvantage. Oh, actually, you. Yeah, you. I don't think you can even see him. Okay, well then I'll hit um, the one that's visible. <laughs> the only one is number three. Okay. So... I'll make I'll make them uh, transparent so that it's obvious until okay. they. And actually, so... Telfif uh, then would hit the other one. Hit the M three. Yep. Um, and then so that's a fifteen to hit. Um, Telfif reaches out and smacks and. <laughs> the whelm goes <laughs> it vibrates on the plate armor well, then they're, vis they're visible as soon as they attack or do something yeah Talfef is visible oh, okay. okay okay so um i'm gonna hit again uh that's better that's a 28 to hit that is a true strike so that's 8 11 20 damage oof Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, no. More than that. Uh, Spirit Shroud. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's 27 damage. Okay. And she cannot regain hit points until the end of my next turn. Noted. And, and her speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. Okay. Got it. Um, then this suddenly uh, targeted and hurt uh, Aranus is looks around and basically is going to try to to bind Telfeth with the rope. Roll a what is higher your strength or dexterity check? Uh, strength. Roll a really strength check. A nineteen. Again, no entanglement, um, but. Uh, risking this, 
is going to oh wait how how much is the movement 10 feet slower um didn't she already have her turn though oh i'm on number two sorry yeah you're right you're right i, I was on the wrong one i was on the wrong um the this one three did have the end it's the second one that's attacking um which actually is invisible so it's going to invisibly go beside uh, is also invisible you're invisible too yeah that's that's what it said. Oh, okay. Sorry. You're invisible? Everyone 30 feet of you? Me and everyone in 30 feet of me. Okay. So then the only one that this guy is can Is that my body is the only one that's out of the range? <laughs> um you are No, you're invisible. You're invisible I, and I unconscious. Oh, oh no. I'm I can't gonna... even save you because I can't fight so, you. So <laughs> then invisibly is going to attack Talfeth with advantage. Um well, they saw me go down. Yeah, they know yeah. about where you are. Um, that is a 25 to hit. Um, you take uh, 14 slashing damage, Telfeth. Okay. Um, now, it, now it is visible. 10, 15, 20. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um and is going to strike you t two more times. Uh, a 26 and a ni uh, 19. Uh, the 26, 26 hits. hits. Okay, so you take... Whoops. Uh, wow, a whopping four damage. Oh my gosh, oh, that struck hard. Okay. What is it, Telfa? I have a little hurt. Okay. Blood in my beard. Serial is unconscious, and something happens. You don't know what. Um. Suspense. Well, this is why we don't have like no one knows. He's just unconscious and invisible at the moment. Um. She. She. Sorry. From the grave. Um, okay, uh, Twig. Okay, I can't see anything except for this stupid uh, Aaron Yes. You have two, you can see two of them. Two of them, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm basically the one that's next to Talfeth, closer to me. Okay. Yes, I, kill the one to... that insulted me. Yeah, so I was, I was, yes, I was very offended when I heard her <laughs> such derog derogatory terms. I hear, I hear, he sounds so insincere, like, oh man, oh gosh, yeah, like, totally. how could you? How, and then, uh, I man, Twig, attack. you're just there chilling. That is a 22 to hit. Uh, just it. Uh, that strikes. No, is, oh, the Aranus. Yes, yes. Aranus. Yes. It does. It does strike. <laughs> it does strike through the plate mail. Okay. The, this is a hand crossbow attack. Yeah, and that's that's ten. And you get sneak attack because Telfeth yeah. is yep. visible and in, engaged. Ten. That's thirty-three damage. Ooh. Um. You see, that arrow went through the plate mail. And buried in, and you see just a trickle of blood coming out. I say, show some respect. You get one attack at this level, or you have multiple attack? Just one attack. Okay, that was a lot of damage. Um, okay, um, Crispin. 
Gosh, one attack. That was so, like, eight levels ago. <laughs> Crispin, Crispin, you're invisible? Until I hit uh, M3, um, um, the Aroness right yep. there next to me. Because uh, she's the one I can see. Yep. You can't attack invisible. You just don't know where it's... In. Yeah, I mean... You'd have yeah. disadvantage. And... disadvantage. I'd have... I'd have, I have already have advantage because of Black Razor, so it'd be a, just a straight roll. So yeah. that's okay. Um, so I use the... No, it'd be, it'd be disadvantage because of the invisibility. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. It, it, if he has advantage, it just... Wait, I don't know. I think it just cancels each other out, doesn't it? Um, you're attacking the visible number three? No, yeah. Visible one, yeah. I, I'm using the Great Weapon Master. So I rolled a uh, 26 to hit. And as you become... you Invisible thing goes wham! And smacks, <laughs> smacks him... Her in the um, in the face. So that's twenty-seven damage for the first shot. As the black razor cuts across her bridge of her plate mail, the the center part of the plate mail that covers her nose breaks off, and there's a big gash diagonally across her face now. This is what happens when you insult me. Don't insult my friend. None of us heard it. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> you, you heard basically an infernal. Sariel probably would have, but she's dead. You definitely got the you definitely got the tone, but if not the. Uh... What you don't know is while oh, Sariel's unconscious, invisible, she's like miming, like no. <laughs> <laughs> What's the second All attack? Right. So for for the second attack, and you have uh, haste, so also, you have three. Yeah. So also the great weapon master, it's um, twenty seven to hit. Yes. Damage. Oh, that's uh, five, uh, five and nine. Fourteen plus ten is twenty-four. Five, six, uh, another twenty-seven damage. All right. Third and attack. The third attack. Um, that is uh, twenty-five to hit. Mm-hmm. Mike's just like, yeah, okay, it hits, whatever. <laughs> well, you know it's plate mail, so plate mail one no shield is eighteen. Yeah, so that's 33 damage for the last hit. 33? Yep. Call your shot. I'm just going to cleave her in half. Right so, so you appear, and you slice across her face, breaking the armor. The second one cuts back, and the helmet comes off. And the third one, with no helmet, cleaves her head and comes back to cut the body in half through the plate mail. So there are three pieces that go on the floor. Awesome. <laughs> All right. How many temporary hit points did I gain? Um, 153. Thank you. And invisibly here. Fuck. <laughs> An inferno. An invisible. An invisible. You hear. <laughs> All right. And. Um... All right. That's that, that's three. What else are you doing? Uh, that's all I'm going to do for right now. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, suddenly appearing visible, um, there is a massive creature that appears unmoved from distance and, again, directly at its feet, being immune to fire, throws a fireball. Talfeth and Crispin roll a... Um, I, I, I fail. You do, but uh, we'll find out how much the damage is. And you don't know, no one else knows if you succeeded in the... Uh... Nope. 
so I lose another save. I only rolled a 16 this time. Okay, so, um, and Talpeth? Talpeth rolled a 14. Okay, so fails all around. Not as much as I thought. 38 damage. 38 fire damage. Cut in half by Crispin because of the fire resistance. Is Talpeth still up, right? Talpeth is down. Talpeth is down. And Serial is visible, having taken damage. I had 38 hit points left. Does invisibility wear off when you take damage? I thought you still are. It's only when you act. Oh, that's that's true. Um, That's true. Otherwise, one minute. All right. So, Uh... (laughs) 38 is a is a fail. You don't know what happened with the other one. and now it is going to take its actions to attack. Um, uh, you can go ahead and make. Yeah, Talfeth is down, right? Yeah. Yep. And and visible. Um, um, is going to. It's just going to attack you, Crispin, because you're right in front of him. You're still raging, and I know it's half. But yep. well, you're vulnerable to piercing, which is only the let's say slashing, bludgeoning, bludgeoning. Only the bite are you vulnerable to. So that just means that I take regular damage since it's normally half. Exactly, half. exactly. Um, so uh, that's a twenty thirty-two to hit. Um, so then you take uh, straight damage of uh, twenty-two piercing. Because it's halved and then doubled, so straight. Oh, man, your temporary hit points. <laughs> oh. Um, the other three attacks, um, I'm just going to roll uh, 1422. Oh, one failed, 16. And so the, um, the tail missed. Okay. The claw strike is slashing. Um, that is halved, so you take... 10 bludgeoning damage from the tail. The mace is... And 2d8. So the mace you take... um, uh, 12 with cut in half for the bludgeoning, which is 6. And the fire is only 7 for you. Because it's cut in half for that. Um, and that is that is its turn, Mark Whale. All right. Um, you are invisible, so whatever you do, you would have advantage. I would like to sneak up behind them. Like behind. behind. Don't you teleport first? Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe you're. Maybe you don't need to sneak. And heal. And heal. And. <laughs> Three. Uh, so you go one, two, three, you go east 20 feet. There you go. Uh, right. That's your, that's your teleport. Five, ten. Um, you can't, uh, you can't make it there in 30 to be by them. Uh, I don't need to make it all the way there. I just want to get as close as I can. Okay. So five, 15, 20, right there as close as you can get. All right, and then mentally, 
the both of them. I want to go, hey, over here. Um, and this move is going to require a little bit of description. So Marquel will appear from being invisible, and in his hand is a little yellow diamond. And he's going to throw it down in front of him and break it. A little yellow diamond, okay. Uh, and in front of him appears a gigantic earth elemental. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, where is... I don't even know where that... I don't know where the other... <laughs> there uh, we go. It's large uh, for space reasons. Okay. Where is it appearing? Uh, between us. Like, between me and M2. If okay. It... Sure. You're, you're actually pushed back, but you're visible. All right. And I command it. Kill those two. Okay, so it can't see M2 because it's still invisible. So it moves over here. Feel something weird that steps over. M2 is visible. M2 is visible because she attacked uh, Talfeft. Oh, right, right, right. Right. Talfeft's down, yeah. Uh, okay, so... Everyone's visible except for me. So the Earth Elemental does two slam attacks. I happen to know this because I just used this the other night. <laughs> In another campaign. So two slam attacks and you have a, a plus um, eight for each of those hits. Alrighty. Uh, wild magic triggers, but you already know that. Yep. So. What does it do now? <laughs> That's a non-natural 20 and a 14. What do those effects do? Uh, do both of them hit? No, no, no. Those are like a, slam a, attacks. Wild magic. You're oh! You're the wild magic first, right? Before you do uh, the wild magic effects. is... Oh. Cool. I regained my lowest level expended spell slots. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm going to die because of you. <laughs> okay. So, so now those slam attacks were what, 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 um, uh, a 22 and a, uh, 14. The 22 does hit. So roll 2d8 plus five bludgeoning damage. Ooh. This is going to... That's 16 damage. S 16? Okay. Mm -hmm. 16 damage, okay. And I guess I'll do a bonus action cantrip. Um, You're using another uh, sorcerer point? Yeah, more sorcery points have been used. Uh, so I'll do an Eldritch Blast on Big Guy. Okay. I can keep my D20s in my hands. All right, that's uh, all right, fourteen, twelve, and twenty-one. Those are the damages. No, those are the two hit. Fourteen, twelve, and twenty-one. Yeah, None of those, hit. unfortunately, the Eldritch Blast um, just gets absorbed, apparently. Um, right. So none of those none of those strike true. Uh, that's all for now, then. Okay. 
well, considering the one that bitched you is dead, top of the round is now Bryn. Can you zoom out, Michael? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So, um... A little bit more. There you go. Uh... I'm going to use my... Bonus action to move Hunter's Mark back to the big guy. All right. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and hit the big guy. Okay. Natural 20. Uh, what is... So last time it was 70... It was 131 points. 131? Yep. Call your shot. Yes! All right. And as, as you kill... This pit fiend is what this was, and it was a, a pit fiend transformed into basically a, a Baylor. Um, the Aranus disappears. Um, so I say in Infernal, um, tell that bitch hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I and I shoot him. Um, I'm actually going to aim for the uh, crosshatch uh, slash marks that Crispin had put in his chest. So as it's turning to roar, thunk! Right in the center of the X that was created by Black Razor, the arrow goes all the way in, and you see the point of the arrow come out the back. And the fletching must be inside. He falls down, smashing on his face. Um, he has been defeated um so um the i run over, over to where serial was well after the battle there uh, on the parapets just like the last time there are some clerics that are casting as part of your entry fee you have been uh revived you had two deaths fails <laughs> and you were 12 points away from true death oh um, man i was hoping to trip on her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> causing 12 <laughs> points of damage so serial <laughs> you, you you have a, you have a point of exhaustion right now okay from and so same with telfeth so you are revived with a point of exhaustion from the battle how many hit points do we have um one so what is that? Revivify brings you back with one hit point. So we have to have a long rest before we can be. You are. So as as this thing falls, there is a stunned silence after these fireballs and see two of you drop. But that one arrow, all of a sudden the stunned silence, that one arrow that did all that damage. in the first time, people started going. And then as soon as the arrow goes in that same cross thing that Crispin cut across it, an enormous roar uh, trans... It's so loud that it could almost give you psychic damage. <laughs> it, is, it is the roar of the arena never before heard before, and people are chanting, N-A-B, N-A-B, N-A-B. I know this was a little long, this is where we're going to call this episode. In our next episode, we're going to allocate experience, 
and you will be able to receive your treasure for this victory. Ruing runs up to the dead body of the uh, pit fiend and jumps on top and says, Are you not entertained? <laughs> and then you hear Sariel go, No. Stop teabagging the body. God, I hate you. <laughs> you like fire 